Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 201 for the week of November 19th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with a bunch of awesome dudes and dudettes. Uh, dudette. Maybe dudettes, depending. Well, anyway. Emmanuel Marino, say hi. I have 99 problems, and this podcast is definitely one of them. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, someone, uh, you enjoying Battlefield 3 then, huh? Uh, I don't actually own the game, no, sorry. Yeah, no, but, yeah. Just, you just love the Jay-Z song? <laughs> yes, the one that plays on Hulu every five seconds. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, you, you, you always hum it when you're on Skype. Just That's all you're singing. All because time. it's stuck in my brain. Yeah. It's an, what do they call them, earworms? It's, a, it's an anthem. It's a, uh, of, of America. Yes. It used to be, uh, America, if yeah. It used to be, uh, Kanye West's power, but now it's, uh, Jay-Z's 99 Problems, right? Eh, oh, eh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also here, uh, Anna-Marie Neufeld. Uh, Who's half here? She's a bit sick. And tired. Like you do. She's been, uh, she's been facing harassment from from people about the relevancy of Torchlight's uh, offline play. So. Um, Wait, I thought you meant land play. No, no I've been I harassing haven't. her separately about land play. And, no, and yeah, he has. Make fun of him. Throw <laughs> stuff at him. He's a jerk. Oh, no, I got you to concede those points last night. I'm sick. It's my defense, and I'm sticking to well, it. Well, was this her concession? Uh, whatever. I'm going to She was... Yeah, she, pretty her, much. Her was like, there are other regions in the world where people don't have access to online play in their house, uh, good internet no, connections. No, and I'm no, like, no, you mean like no. Asia where they don't play in their houses? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, okay. Because there are plenty of places in US and Canada that don't have good internet. Yes. You're right. Torchlight 2 for the world, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you live in a population 200 town, your options are chase sheep... Or play a video game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps a combination of those things, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, can, can I give uh, the more PG reasons for why you would want <laughs> offline play? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so the more PG reason is, you know, people. some people just travel. I mean, now that uh, computers are getting smaller and smaller, like Ultrabooks, like MacBook Air and similar things from Asus and Acer, you know, these small ultralight portables, yeah. you don't always have an online connection with you at the time. But that doesn't mean you you don't want to play an occasional game on the machine. I don't you know, know. When you're in a hotel, sometimes when I the travel, Wi-Fi I always have I always have internet when I travel. I don't know where these people are traveling to. Even my airplane well, has internet. <laughs> yeah, but that's new. So, but but so that's my point. Really, Technology's changing, and and we're becoming more and more connected. Internet very recently, yeah. And there are still plenty of airlines that either don't have Wi-Fi. Well, read or read your Kindle. Read your Kindle. Do something. You so don't wait, need wait, Torchlight wait, on the plane. But this, this, this argument is so fallacious. I mean, like, why Why do all games need to be all things to all people with all the same features all That's the time? That's exactly my point. Why does? Why do we need Diablo 3 to have all the features for all the people in it? Why can't we just It doesn't. That's why something like Torchlight 2 exists. It, it covers the niche that Diablo 3 doesn't. Shall I, uh, shall I just um, go and, away and come back later? Yeah, you should. You That's John Yerworth coming in from England, who actually doesn't give a crap at all about this argument, I don't think. No, because I don't really care that much about Torchlight. <laughs> and, of course, also over in England, not so British, but very much um, tainted by the culture, uh, Roy Burnett. 
Hello, everyone. Oh, you, you wish you could be tainted by the culture, Chris. <laughs> no, Sean Cooper wishes he could be tainted by the culture, but uh, he's not here right However, now. However, I, I, I just I want the Japan taint. The, the, That's right, the only, I'm an otaku, the only not a Britaku. I could possibly uh, contribute to the whole LAN argument is that if you're someone like me with a 15-pound laptop, the last thing you want to do is lug it over to someone else's house so you could have a whoa, LAN. Whoa, 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 hold the phone. When I was living in Manitoba, and I realized this is several years ago, I actually bought a specific um, strap setup that allowed Ooh. me to pick up my tower and tote it around. Is that what they call it now? You know, not my laptop, my desktop. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I did take my computer to lands. So you know, your argument this morning with the dude on Twitter was like, nobody lands anymore. And it's Who like, lands? Who lands? How Europe many of you gone to a land in the past year? Who's gone to a land in the past year? I'm lots sorry. The only reason that I haven't gone to a land in the past year is because. Like the ones that come up have been things like the day after extra life. Yeah. And there was one a couple weeks ago and I couldn't go because I was here and not in Vancouver. It's not that common. I'm sorry. There are once a year is not that common. Hello. I just named two in two months. Two in two months that you would have gone to. Had I actually been available those days. Okay. Okay. I I can have have some arguments for you. So shut up. And you're going to play Torchlight 2 there. Again, is my we point. We were going to play multiplayer that, land games. See, this was the fun part last night. She's talking about all these land things. I'm like, and you played action RPGs at these things? Yeah, we played Warcraft. No, no, no. <laughs> I said, I played Warcraft. And he started snickering. And I said, shut up, because we played Diablo. But I wasn't interested in playing Diablo. And then so you when wanted I so... wanted to play Diablo, I like hooked up the Nintendo and went crazy. So your whole argument for like, how people so do this. your argument is you went to a LAN party and you played Nintendo. <laughs> yes, that was your argument. This is how no, this is my how argument is, is. This, my argument is, is that they were playing a game. The fact that I wasn't specifically interested in it is completely immaterial <laughs> to that particular argument. You just want to latch onto this idea because I don't like Diablo. No one else should be landing in existence. That's stupid. <laughs> like I was saying, you just did that to raise I didn't my even know they still use land you. parties though. I, I, I just find yeah, it they interesting. Yeah, they still have the, um, the fairly regular big event ones here in the UK at least. I think they're in like yeah. uh, somewhere near Oxford. And it's 12 o'clock alarm, everybody. And like I was trying to say, for uh, it's like a Torchlight Two does great in Germany and Russia and like a lot of other places where lands plays are popular. And there's also things just like you know, maybe you just want well, to play at home with your weird. girlfriend or with your wife or your two kids. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a reason to have the feature just because. I mean, I don't think it's a big. Why, reason. why are we going to begrudge a, a company for reason. thinking? You know what? I want my game to have this. Yeah, but how much does it matter? But that's that's like. <laughs> Ridiculous! It's like saying why. Uh, What's ridiculous? Back. What what is ridiculous about asking how to important to, a feature to, to is? To say to Runic Games, what what are you stupid? Why are you putting this in here? It doesn't matter. Hmm. Is that what I'm saying? You're basically saying why are you even bothering Runic Games? The problem, Chris, is you aren't sincerely interested in the answer to why it's an important feature. You want people to give their reasons so that you can shoot it down based on your opinion on whether it's important. Yeah, if it's not important to you, that's fantastic, Chris. That's it is great. fantastic. Let's Diablo move on. Diablo 3 is right there. <laughs> I like that. That's, uh, that's good. I like that answer. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, I mean, but then people like me but, and do like it, and we do care. So 
fantastic for us. How, too, how often are you guys going to use it? This you going to play Torchlight figure... 2 in land? Yes, I actually am. Okay, with, with whom? When? Wait, where do you go to lands? Do you go to lands often? Are you having an internet oh, problem in LA? God, Say what? I said, are you having internet connectivity issues in LA, Manny? Okay, okay, so that's the, the that's the relevant argument? Is no, that, okay. no, the question is, I'm trying to find out who's actually... Okay, I don't think it's affecting that many people because I don't think that many people do these lands. And I'm trying to figure out who's actually doing these lands and who's seriously going to do it. And everybody um, who comes up to me and says they that it's really hand. good isn't really into the land culture that much. So I'm trying to find these people raise who are. You, you keep raising the hand, but you, you don't actually go. You have not gone to a land no. in how many years? Actually, I went to one um, earlier this year that was Dota. <sighs> so, <laughs> another, another, okay, great. So you, you went to a LAN with an eSports game. Are you actually going to go to a LAN with Torchlight 2? If a Torchlight 2 LAN yes. is in your area, you're going to go and do what? Play. Okay. Socialize. Socialize. Interact yeah. with other people. No, we don't do that. We're gamers. We can't do that. Well, you know, I've, ever just cons- I, I've actually played plenty of local area networks. I mean, games according to the internet, mm-hmm. gamers don't socialize. But according to the internet, I'm a 300-pound pimply dude living in my mom's basement. So whatever. I didn't realize you moved out. Shut up. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, why don't we just? I, I feel like at this point, we should just send. We should just call up Max Schaefer and say, "Hey, Max, what are you? Why are you putting land playing your game? It doesn't matter. And why is your game offline? Who cares? You know, if that company, that team of thirty people, feels like it is an important feature for their game, as an important differentiator, that they like it and they feel like that's worthy of their time and effort, why? Why were we? Who are we to sit here and say, but, "No, man, you're dumb. What are yeah, you? Why are you wasting like, your that's time?" Like, that? Okay, I mean, so why are we? Are we talking thing, about Chris. games just to talk about what the developers feel is important, or are we trying to talk about what we think actually is important? No, no, but you're talking about what you think is important to you. No, I'm trying to figure out how freaking important is it to the success of this game. How much does no having that feature on the box? No one the success of the game. No one people said that are the, saying it is is, is it important. Well, I'm to the not sex saying of the game. that. The person I'm on Twitter that. was telling me this is like a key thing. Like the reason Torchlight Two needs to be twenty bucks and and has land play. This is to differentiate itself from Diablo Three. It's a completely different thing with a completely different market segment, and this is what's going to make it successful. And it's like I don't believe that. I don't it's believe that these things that are going to make it successful. Yeah, ultimately what's going to make it successful is the quality of the game. The features are going to be secondary. But I mean, Chris, at the same time, it needed to have multiplayer in some fashion. I mean, you look at every single Torchlight review with the exception of mine, and everybody either begins or ends with, this game would be better if it had multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, multiplayer. Absolutely. And, and I mean, the other thing to bear in, in mind is, is that I feel like we've sort of derailed and crashed the train on this sort of discussion because it is going to be in the game and none of these features are what's affecting the length of the game development so why are we making such hay about it yeah someone said hooray to dota people find it useful and they're going to be happy about it some people don't care they don't care but I feel like you're just taking the opportunity to kind of rain on people's parade who this is important to. I, I don't even think Torchlight 2 is the issue. I just think you're like – I just think you think LAN is ridiculous and outdated at this point. It shouldn't be in anything. 
It's more like I think, an, I think, I think like this, this obsession over how it, important land play and offline play is it it it, it, I, it perplexes me. I'm trying to understand why this stuff matters in this day and age. Because not everybody has a stable internet connection. Bottom it matters line. to me because I pl- I plan on playing Torchlight Two in my Ultra Book on the go and in uh, a lot of places where I don't have a stable internet connection or an internet connection at all. Stop generalizing from self. That's what stupid people do. I mean, I mean, look, at, I don't, you would think that I would never have a reason to it because I'm always near an online connection. But the way I specifically want to buy this game, I mean, I'm going to play Diablo 3 a lot and I'm going to have an internet connection and be at home when I do that. But I specifically want Torchlight 2 because I plan on getting an 11-inch MacBook Air Ultrabook with Ivy Bridge. And I'm going to put that game on that machine. And I'm going to play it in places where I can't do that, like at my mom's house or in a lot of other places or like on campus where I don't have a VPN and I can actually connect. And I actually do have people to play with that I want to. You don't have so Wi-Fi on campus? So it actually matters to me. And I'm sure there are other people in other scenarios and other situations that it matters to. And we're grateful that there's a game that actually exists that let us do that. Do you not, I mean, have, would, do you not have Wi-Fi on your campus? I'm not accessible to non-UCLA students. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, the, you're not going there anymore. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Basically, I only have an internet connection while I'm in the house. I don't have 3G. I don't have a Wi-Fi. When I go into my mom's mm. house, she doesn't have an internet connection. Yeah, don't play and over on Wi-Fi. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying there's there are people who – but I mean at the same time, if if it didn't have this stuff, would I say Torchlight 2, forget about it? No, but I'm happy that there's two action RPGs that satisfy very different niches. I love that Diablo 3 I, is a like a $100 million game with a gigantic budget and tons of expanded fiction and battle net and achievements and matchmaking and banners. I love that that exists, and yeah. I love that something low-key exists too and fills that other gap in the other niche in my lifestyle. And I'm sure there are other people who feel the same way, who have an, a niche in their lifestyle that one game or the other fits. Maybe it fits both. Maybe you don't care and you just want to play an action RPG. Hmm. I mean, it's just... It's, uh, so, a- should we get onto the feedback and stop arguing with each other? Because this is going nowhere. Going nowhere here. I feel like we're stuck in 95. I want to move to 2010. Uh. 1995 was kind of cool, though, man. <laughs> No, it wasn't. All right, it? I guess. Yeah, it was kind of cool. When the first PlayStation came out. Ah, Vladimir White him. writes in and says the following. Don't you mean Zoltan? No, Vladimir White. He's not Zoltan. Zoltan, oh, someone. Oh, okay. No, <clears throat> he's VK. Hello, RPG Cast crew. Crew. I can't even say that. VK here. My birthday was on November 12th, so thank you for the great episode you guys gave me for my birthday. <laughs> You're welcome, and I'm sorry for this episode. I just have one question for you guys. What do you think of Star Ocean 4? I'm currently playing through the game, and I am enjoying the battle system, but the story has not kicked in. Um, I've heard it's disappointing for many people. Is it true? Why? Also, any Tales news. He just throws it in there at the end. <laughs> All right. Anyone play Star Ocean 4? I played it. Any good? I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Story a problem? Yeah, the story. Like you want to, you want to. Uh, it, it was anime cliche to the extreme, and it also had the um, the one character I was talking about. I forget what's either here on Sanctum where they has that one token little child character whose voice annoys me to no end. I like that character. Is that bad though? So the voice acting was terrible, probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's too bad. Now, there you go. The combat system was fun, but. 
<laughs> so VK, I think you've got the gist of it <laughs> from what it sounds like. Also, I think Chris should be on the RPG backtrack sometime. Well, um, I thought I was I. No, I guess I haven't ever been. Um, I my problem is I haven't finished enough old games, guys. This is my problem. So even like when they had the Paper Mario one, I've only finished one of those. So that's my problem with backtrack. I don't finish games. Uh, any tales news? Is there any tales news? I, don't think so. uh, I don't know. What's the latest we've heard on tales? Like tales, tales of, of Grace's are right. No, Tales of Innocence are. Tales of Innocence are. Is that coming to that's US? That's the uh, no. That's the but it is the PS Vita one remake ah, that's currently in right. currently in production. We talked about that a little while ago. Yeah, no word on that coming uh, over, but I mean it should be. Most of their other stuff has been coming over, right? Well, we've got Grace's coming to both America and Europe. What February twenty twelve? I think yeah, it is something like that. Yeah. Myth March. Can't remember. Uh, what else we got? Um, I think people are assuming that um, uh, Zillia will get a get a uh, note once Grace's sells. Hopefully, Tales of the Abyss is out in the UK next week. Says Severin. Oh yeah, that. So if VK is in the UK. That helps him there. But I don't know if Tales of the Abyss is out here at all, in or in the US rather. Uh, no, I think it comes out for you guys sometime next year. Oh, okay, That's I think close enough. And also, everybody in the chat room says, switch to Japanese voice acting for Star Ocean 4. The only thing I know about Star Ocean 4 is that one scene I saw about the cat girl who was stealing cookies. Oh. Remember that scene? It was no. going around the internet for a little bit. I, I don't remember that, but that sounds fun. Or All weird. Right. Or both. It actually wasn't. It made the game look absolutely terrible. Oh, okay. So it's a bad thing. Yeah. February in the U.S. for Tales of the Abyss, says Severin. Thank you, Severin, for covering our backs there. I got something from um, from from Barith. Star Ocean 4's English voice acting is a reflection of the Japanese voice acting. Both are equally as bad. <laughs> Good to know. What? Barith needs to speak in the chat room. <laughs> so we can all contribute. All right. Uh, let's see. Hundred percent serious, she says. Serious. Okay, good to know. Thank you. Babe. I like the little face of determination too. <laughs> it's like I, I really mean this. It's bad. It's like, but I like <laughs> listening to bad Japanese voice acting. I've I've spent years training myself to appreciate bad Japanese voice acting. Yeah. Okay. Oh, when I think bad Japanese voice acting, that's what I think. All right. Um, uh, um, uh, okay. Oh, oh! My favorite one, my favorite Japanese bad you Japanese guys would, You guys would hate being in school there. You really would. Why is that? Because everyone sounds like that. Excellent. No, I would. Oh, but it. my get a favorite kick out of bad Japanese acting trope is this one. Tell me if you guys recognize what this is. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what is it with that? <laughs> I'm. I went to Japan. People didn't actually do that all the time. Whenever there's anything dramatic in any moment ever, the the male whoever the the lead male has to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that one's actually how people talk. Just Doug. The ano stuff. Yeah, ano. Yeah, I I understand that. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. The, the yeah that happens a lot. The throat thing doesn't actually happen. Um, <laughs> What does happen on Japanese TV is people reacting to stuff that's only mildly shocking in the manner of, and I don't understand where that comes from. They do that in school, too. Oh, okay. I mean, I could, I, there, there was at least 
three occasions where I just literally opened my mouth to say something and got that in response. You know, I think uh, <laughs> just a, you speaking. Good, yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, I walked into a. Um, I walked into a. Uh, it was a third year uh, conversational English class, and then demonstrated the difference between the uh, English teacher's um, American accent and my British accent. Mm-hmm. And that was the response I got. So it's like there's this words. collective cultural game. Like, I was about to say, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think in a way it's art imitating life. It's sort of like this echo chamber where it's exaggerated in media so often that kids grow up and they echo that exaggeration and then it gets exaggerated again in the media because that's what they think people are doing. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure Japanese people in the 1980s and 1970s weren't doing that. Well, weren't doing. How do you know? You know? They could have been. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like it's sort of like this echo chamber of exaggeration and sort of like this slow sort of cultural creep. Like, you know, like, like I remember that video you posted, Chris, like, yeah, Japan, this is still having that super ultra cute video. Yes. You know, if you just came into Japan right now and, and didn't know anything about the culture and you watch that video, you think Japan's absolutely insane. But like, like, well, that, that video is like, intentionally insane. That's not. Well, a but yeah, but if video. you talk to someone like Kuhn who has any knowledge about this stuff, you, he can tell you, you. You can you know you'll see the gradual evolution about why this thing, this insanity, makes any kind of sense. I I don't know that the pom 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 video does make sense to anybody. Oh, honestly. but it's a reaction <laughs> to so many other things that hyper cuteness exists because of this, because of this, because of this, because of this, you know. As far as e and eto and ano, all my middle-aged Japanese instructors did it in natural conversation, says just Doug. One in particular did e even when speaking English. <laughs> I love the e reaction, by the way. It just feels like everyone's part of some cultural... Everyone has like some sort of like agreement among themselves to overreact to things that we're not part of being foreign. In China, the e <laughs> is more reserved for Jap- uh, disappointed Chinese mothers. Oh, okay. So if you if your mom goes, eh, you're getting in trouble. Yeah, eto is just a hmm, says Vareth. I know, but the I, know. Eh, I don't know where that's coming from. You know what's you know what's interesting in, Chi- in, in Mandarin Chinese, um, the that thinking word, that thinking place word is actually nega nega, but it's um, um but okay. it's it's sort of stretched to where it goes nega nega nega, and it gets it gets a lot of Chinese people in trouble here in Los Angeles. Oh, ouch! That would be a problem. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting these these placeholder thinking words. I guess I guess we need um, more cultural tropes like that. Just like as, as like all Americans just um, responding to a certain sort of stimuli in the same sort of way. I'd like to see that. I don't know what it would be. We need to pick something. You know, it's interesting. Anna brought this up recently, like in a Rooney Games forum. About some- like, oh my god. Okay, not that one. Let's not do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Let's abandon the whole idea. <laughs> But you know that Valley Girl speech was actually, you know, it exploded in the nineteen eighties and got exported around the entire world. We need something more lasting, though. Like this eh thing seems to like really be there for the long haul. And like the the one of the things for we did was like worse. we used to say not a lot after saying stuff, but that didn't really stay that long. We got sick of it. We need something that stays. I don't know. Yeah, I say it's too big for that. Oh, is that what it? Okay, we're too big. Too I, think so. I, I think so. I think. Like, for example, hella, people would say hella is that word. Oh, gosh, no. But as someone from Southern California, whenever I hear anyone say hella, I go, oh, you damn SF people. Well, I, I see, and I want, I want like a response, not really like just saying it's hella cool, like something that you're 
putting in your initial thought, but like something like someone says something and you you respond to whatever the thing is that you respond to it the same way. And I don't know what it's going to be. I'm getting too specific. I'm sorry. Like, like, uh, oh, we do this one. We go, okay. We do that. Ah, okay. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Okay there, buddy. Okay. Okay. Actually, I think Ramsey in the chat room has a... Yeah. reasonable point <laughs> most of the american ones involve the f word <laughs> that that's our cultural trope is just to swear a lot and that's probably <laughs> that's actually true isn't it <laughs> cluster cluster f bombs yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah cool story WTF. bro we've got that yeah, no we all bro. no can we kill cool story bro can we kill yeah. anything with the word bro in it that's what i want to do just shoot bro in the head whoever bro is not, not no 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 because you use it as a derogatory when you call bro when you say stuff like dude bro and bro shooters, yeah, and bro games. Okay, we can't have that, Chris. You need someone. You need someone to make fun of. Can't I just come up with a new thing to make fun of them based off of? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. I can live without having bro as an insult. <laughs> I'll survive. <laughs> All right. Follow up Man, to episode two hundred. Well, that was the first letter, by the way. Let's get on the second letter. Follow up to episode <laughs> two hundred. Robert McHugh, Robert writes in and uh, says. Just following up on last week's show, with regards to White Knight Chronicles, the thing I have to ask is, is there a story? I've been grinding from section to section, not paying attention. I normally listen to podcasts while playing grind-heavy RPGs like White Knight Chronicles. I understand your side on this because I had no hype for the game. So I will just continue. No doubt in a few hours' time, it's going to get dull. Um, And, uh... I have to tell you, I haven't spent any more time with White Knight Chronicles 2 other than the first few hours I put into it. The first one had a story. It was just very um, not interesting. Yeah. I assume the second follows suit because it's kind of the same story continuing, but I, I can't speak the from experience. I think the only thing I ever liked about White Knight Chronicles was the opening song. It, that was yeah, it. that is a good opening song. The opening song. is really yeah, good. I like it. But that that's about it. <laughs> That's yeah, what... that is true. Yeah, the, the opening J-pop theme was really good. Sure was. Yeah, I, I have it on my iPod and I listen I think, to it. it aren't it's, all it's opening really J-pop themes good? Are there bad opening J-pop themes? Uh, ask anyone on the forums. They'll give you about 7 billion. All right, I want you to write in with bad J-pop opening themes. Unfortunately, I, I won't be able to show them on the show. So, uh, Chris, can yeah, you pay me $5 for each one from a Final Fantasy game that shows up? Oh, Opening themes? They don't have opening themes in Final Fantasy games. Well, okay, okay, but they usually what do about, have token, what about the uh, ever token so J-pop. What? Yeah, you, you're talking about, about the image what? song. Um, yeah, token J-pop number. I'm okay with Eyes on Me, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm fine with Eyes on Me. That's not J-pop, um, though. It isn't? It's more like C-pop. Okay, C-pop. What's C-pop? Oh, because Fei Wong wrote it? Well, Oh, Chinese pop, you mean? Yeah, I didn't know what the C stood for. I mean, a Croatian yes. pop. I don't know. You know what? <laughs> I guess it could be Cantonese pop. <laughs> Cantonese pop. Sorry. <laughs> Crisis Core's ending was amazing. I'm hearing. You know who had a good ending theme song? Um, Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus because it had this. Uh, what was it? Gats or some some dude? Gats. Oh no, dude! You just you <laughs> Gats. What's wrong with you? Oh, oh Gats. The most... <laughs> he is awesome. <laughs> I was okay but, with it, dude. <laughs> awesome and like, ironic, dude. Sure. I like I like the uh, so Japan has this kind of rock style that's like from the eighties, but it hasn't died, and it's like just this this male singer saying. I like that kind of singing. I don't know why. Um, and it's just it's it's timeless to me, and so I'm I'm kind of weird. But uh, that's all I'll say. Freak. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm a freak. I'm a freak. Uh, if you if you need an example of it, the Roroni Kenshin uh, Best of Soundtrack Collection, uh, most of the songs on there kind of fit into it. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
I understand your setup. Okay. In regards to Dragon Age 2, Robert continues, I think it was very tedious in the sense you were playing this character who developed over 10 years, but I felt you did nothing of real consequence except to this stupid city. In the first game, you decide the fate of the entire world. You go about saving it. Maybe later on in Dragon Age 2 has bigger consequences, but the reused dungeon options really turned me off. Um, it Does it get better, Roy? Uh, you don't have any, like, save the world decisions or anything like that now. That's kind of lame. Okay. Yeah. The, the the I guess the biggest decision spoilers. Um, oh, careful! Are you, are you sure a, it's worth it? Uh, if you people haven't played it by now, you're probably not going to. Oh, <laughs> but, come anyway. on! Let's no reason to spoil it. It, it just gives us some idea on the scope. You know, is it is it? Um, or semi spoil it. The, <laughs> the 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 biggest decision you'll probably have to make is at the very end is which faction you end up siding with. Ah, okay. That, that that will that will probably have some bearing on DA three. Okay, I can handle that. That's not too bad of a spoiler, especially for a game that I wasn't looking forward to the story in, based on how the entire internet reacted to it. Ah, uh, oh, now everyone's plugging uh, Karoni Kenshin songs. Oh, the first opening, yes, the first closing song for Naruto is a great example of that '80s rock style thing. It's called um, R O C K S, I think, is the name of the song. <laughs> yeah, go look that up. It is. It's awful, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> so in, search for Naruto ED1 on YouTube. You'll find it. All right. Astal writes in and says, Great show last week. Love the comment on the Burning Crusade, and I agree entirely that the area is so dated. Luckily, I don't know what he means. The area uh, I made the comment. I made the comment last week about um, the Burning Crusade in World of Warcraft being oh, an absolute pain I'm in wrong. the ass. The closing is wind. Uh, the closing is wind. But I'm going to tell you to look up opening one because it's a better example. I'm sorry. This is so weird. I have the chat room interrupting you. Um, the closing is wind, but I'm going to say the opening rocks is more an example of the terrible singing I'm talking about. Uh, and so search for Naruto OP one to hear one. Yeah, and you can choose. Okay, <laughs> Quinn, what are you talking about with your comment? Uh, I was saying I was saying about leveling through Burning Crusade. I have actually finished now. Oh, leveling- Burning Crusade. I, Crusade! I read this. I read this as Cursed Crusade, like the Atlas game. Oh, right. He no. means on uh, World of Warcraft, huh? Okay. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mentioned made a comment last week that leveling through. Um, uh, leveling through. Oh, wait, I'm being told not to interrupt you, so I needed to interrupt you to say that I'm being told oh. not to interrupt you. Um, leveling through um, the Burning Crusade areas is. Um, it's long, annoying, and then uh, this is curious thing that's happened this week is I ran slap bang into Northrend, and it's not going any faster. It's like Northrend is is a lot slower than I remember it to be. Hmm. But the <laughs> but quests still, are better. Yeah, the quests are better. There's there's more running people over with tanks and stuff. But that's my favorite part about Northrend is how every quest line culminates with you like smashing tons of people. In some way, shape, or form, it seems. Yeah, but they're not the um, they're not the, the they're not the Katamari quest from Cataclysm. Oh, okay. The one where you have to the one where you have to run over a thousand gnomes with a that, ball of fusion with a with a you know a massive fusion fireball. That was fantastic, actually. That was a pretty awesome quest. Yes. <laughs> but obviously, I can understand why they can't exactly repeat that quest for every zone because it would get tiring after yes, a while. Yes. <laughs> Especially since they thought of it after they made the zones you're in. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> But yes. Um but yeah, it's it it's slow annoying because it represents the last bastion of crap quest design. 
I mean, I know Blizzard have said that they they want to update. I don't know. I thought Northrend was kind of the beginning of good quest design that was continuing. No, that's, that's yeah, that's the point. Though oh, okay. is um, they 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 started good quest design in Northrend. Then they made Cataclysm, but of course Cataclysm changed all the old quests into new quests. Ah, okay. Um, so enough. basically, it remains that the only quests that don't use the Northrend quest design model are Outland ones because they haven't been updated. And they're crap because of it. So it's like you go through 58 levels of really good quests, then 10 levels of really crap quests, and then you get back into the good quests. They're just slower. So we have a little Q&A here at the end of the letter. Um, This is for Anna. Do you know of good places where he can farm adamantite other than Nagrand? Um, Everywhere else in Outland, aside from Hellfire Peninsula and uh, Terracar Forest, I think. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. Um... What's the place with all the spiky stuff? Uh, Blades Edge Mountains. Mm-hmm. Another storm is also very good. Okay. So there you go, Astal. Go there. Astal writes in again and says, "Sorry for the second mail. Well, apology accepted. But I realized I wasn't going to add a discussion comment in the mail I sent yesterday. I, but I was going to add a discussion comment, but I didn't. Well, here goes. I read on the Blizzard forums slash one of those pages. One of the pages, okay. Ideas about guilds being able to make their own guild homes in different areas of the world. These guild homes would house guild vaults, and, and they can be designed by members, blah, blah, blah. But Blizzard didn't want to do this because they wanted the main towns to be the central hubs for everyone or something like this. The way I see it, this could have become a new world PvP mechanic where at times, a certain times of the day, it would be a war of the guilds. If this had come into play, what area would your guild house be for visual preference and for tactical preference? Winter spring. Winter spring. Because no one goes there? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Except for funerals that ports crash. <laughs> Do people go to winter spring now that it's been redesigned? Did it even get redesigned? No, yes winter spring never. And no. <laughs> they even ignored winter spring again. That's terrible. <laughs> for me, it says a stall. No, they, they, made, they made winter spring too, electric boogaloo. Oh, okay. <laughs> And it's called Tall Barat. Tall Barat. Okay. For 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 a stall here, he says Nagrand because the the looks are really nice. It's one of the most beautiful areas in WoW. And his tactical preference is also Nagrand because having a guild home on top of one of those floating masses of land would help for defense. Well, they'd have to add flying. So I don't know. Well, Nagrand is in a flying area because it's Outland. Yeah. You know, well, just they'd saying. have to fix that. Yeah. Just kind of saying. I, I I was actually going to say on that point actually, is um, I, I, I complain about Outland quests, but at least the place looks nice. Yes, it does look nice. Outland is a very, is a, it's, a, it's a pretty place to be. I like I, when you're I, flying over absolutely nothing. Like, you, you're what, over... Just, you're just flying over the infinite void. Yes, because this, this planet is now just a flat mass that's barely staying together, and you're flying between two of them, and there's nothing below you except deep space. Yeah, that and is yet pretty... somehow you fall into it. Which uh, I haven't figured that I, one out yet. Uh, yeah, gravity is still a cruel mistress. Um, yes, apparently. Blizzard wanted to put her in as a raid boss, but, you know, <laughs> fine. All right, Sava writes in... No, excuse me. I just gave away Ocelot's name. Ocelot writes in with level four. Level four has come upon all of you. Wow. Bless be Manny, spelled with two N's and two E's. 
And I will rest- not be criticized. I will take all the blessings I can get. And the rest of the RPG crew. You are a battle-hardened group of level 4 veterans. Mind you, the level cap is 85 until Blizzard announces otherwise. Anna even had to work extra hard to gain the experience this week, and she said it best with the following quotes, taken completely out of context. I'll need to do some extra grinding this week. Hand job. Um, okay. But we all know young adventure we all know <laughs> adventures are made of much more than Freudian innuendos and accidental slips of the tongue. Much more indeed. You are now ready for your first true challenge. Dungeon Boss, aptly named Midboss, is here. Number one, set a timer for ninety nine seconds. Okay, let's do that. Um Siri, set a timer for ninety nine seconds. I can't set a timer with seconds. Sorry about that. Well, aren't you useless? <laughs> <laughs> minute 39. Set a timer for one minute and 39 seconds. She's useless. I'll just do it manually. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's just terrible. What do I have this damn phone for? She can't even set a 99. Oh, you actually can't. The phone doesn't support seconds on the timer like at all. <laughs> I'm setting it for two minutes. I don't care. Um, yes. Where we're going. We can waste. All right. So, yeah, by the time I read the question, we'll be caught up. List as many RPGs as you can think of. Before you start saying this is way too easy, there's one rule. If you talk over each other and the name of one is said before another one is finished being pronounced, both are disqualified. There's much more about working together as a team than firing off whatever comes to mind. You have one minute to plan. Hit bitch ain't one. They bring up my no, Steam list because they're pretty much all RPGs. Um, all right, let's it? do it. You get that I've point? That's because I keep on saying uh, the song. Of um, every Super Robot Wars here. Can you just yeah. say all Super Robot Wars? Isn't that cheating? Nah. Okay. So, um, you know, the first thing that came to mind is The Legend of Zelda, and it's not an RPG, so I'm disqualified <laughs> already. Nice one. The Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That's an RPG. Wait, wait, do we have like a rule where there's like a fight? No, we just go round robin and if you pause for more than five seconds, you're out? I don't know. I think, no, we're just supposed to all contribute but without talking over each other, which is hard to do on Skype. And we're wasting yeah. our time. Disgaea 1. Final Fantasy 6. Disgaea 2. Disgaea 3. <laughs> Alpha Protocol, Arcs Fantalis, Bastion. I'm gonna go down my steam list. Braid of Breath of Death Seven. Disgaea uh, Four. Sh- oh, disqualified. Ah. <laughs> Final Fantasy One. Cthulhu saves the world. Final Fantasy Two. Both <laughs> disqualified. Why are you still talking? This final. No, the, just the names are disqualified. Oh. See, this game needs better rules. Not yeah. only that, though, with the internet, this game is no fun. Yeah. Final Ooh. Fantasy Three. Wikipedia. List all RPGs. Final Fantasy IV. Legend of Dragoon. Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> no, Final, Final, Final Fantasy VII. Oh. Um, oh, we're out of time. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> I'm sorry we failed against the mid-boss because this guy's too hard. He totally wiped us. Yeah, he wiped us. This is crazy. List all RPGs as you can think of. Hey guys, hurry up, release, res, come back. We'll buff it and do it again next week. The series is... Leroy! Uh, yes. <laughs> that might be the end of our adventures. I don't know. Let's we'll see how he rolls it. <laughs> we were supposed to have a minute to prepare. What's a, what's a, Say what? 
Can we set it on easy and try again? Yes, we have to set it on easy. <laughs> oh Three my minutes. God. Okay, in the new Mario game, Super Mario 3D Land, if you suck hard enough at a level, at the start of the level, they will put an an invincible Tanuki suit. Oh, wow. So you just and hit the box, suck, if you and you put it on and nothing can hurt you. Wait, now, so... Can you do that even in the second second half of the game? I don't know. I haven't died over and over and over and over and over and over again on the second half level. So it, it, do you it, get it coins if you do that? The thing that ticked me off is that that stupid leaf thing wasn't going to help me because I kept dying on a level that the perspective was changing around all the time. So I wasn't dying to like an enemy hitting me. I was dying because I was jumping off the edge of the world. Oh, man. This thing? I wasn't doing that bad, was I? Whatever, I just need to get past this level. There's a Penny Arcade comic about this. You are so strong and powerful. You're doing really good. Wow, don't make, don't jump on me, Mario. Shut up. Come on, buddy. You can do it. Jump all the way. It's tiny little flagpole. <laughs> <laughs> Super easy. That's really funny. <laughs> read the Penny Arcade. It's good. Um, <laughs> apparently, it's uh, it's being dumbed down a bit much if you if you die a lot. So I don't but, understand but that. I, I think the best part is, is that if you die, if you somehow manage to like fall in a pit... After you get the Invincible Tanuki suit, they eventually give you the option to just skip the level altogether. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I mean, what's funny is um, they've been doing this for a while, of, though. Yeah, there's a, no, isn't there a couple of like really old games that used to? I remember. Um, God, I'm going to sh- just show my age a little bit here. But does anyone remember Chips Challenge on the PC back no. in the early '90s? No. The what was that old man year worth? Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was a, basically just a, it was a top-down sort of puzzle game where you just had to collect all the chips and go to the next level. And there were like 150 levels or something. But if you kept on sucking and died like 50 times in one level, the game would just say, you appear to be sucking. Would you like to go to the next level? Yes. Nice. So it's like, um, I think, um, I mean, it was wildly off topic for an RPG podcast, but... Um, I just think Nintendo are actually just going back to a design element that that was kind of already there and just been ignored for many years. Fair I kind of get this. I kind of get this feeling, although I could be wrong. I think even Lemmings did it at one point. Probably. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I want to know, Anna, is: Do you get to keep the stars you collect, the star coins you collect when you're in the invincible suit? Um. Yes. Wow, that's nice. Because those stars are how you unlock lots of things, right? So The coins, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Mario. He should be collecting stars. He's been collecting stars star since coins. the Mario since the N64. Okay. It's, it's star coins. Yeah, it's they started that. Like, yeah, I know. They've been doing that since New Super Mario Brothers came out. But uh, it doesn't feel right to me. At least be like Yoshi coins or something. Like, I don't know. I want more old school. I'm just, I'm just an elitist jerk. It's obvious. Oh, I don't know. What am I asking? I'm... Oh, Right. So we we sucked on that. We need the invincible Tanuki suit to get through uh, this boss fight. And we're going to power through and skip the level and go to news. How's that for a transition? Awkward and, <laughs> awkward and terrible? Check. Got it. All I need now is a bad J-pop opening theme. Lost Angel Chronicles of Frame. Say what? <laughs> so what can I do for you? <laughs> what can I do for you? Yes. There, there hey, is an op- was, there's a game was, with an opening that theme. that bad. <laughs> Which version do you like better, the Japanese or U.S.? Well, you don't uh, have to unzip what? for it. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese version's probably better. I don't know. I haven't heard right. it, but the U.S. version sucks. All right. 
Lost it can't Chron- be much worse. The Lost Angel Chronicles of Frayne, Dragon's Odyssey, has been released. I don't know what this is. I don't know when it came out and when we were talking about it, but apparently it was going to come out in August, and now it's out now. The Lost Angel Chronicles of Frayne, spelled F-R-A-N-E, colon, Dragon's Odyssey. It's now available for PC uh, via Gamersgate for 20 bucks, 19.99. This Japanese action RPG is brought to us by the X. EXE create and feature who the heck is that and features a 2D world to explore and a cast of colorful characters almost completely almost completely voice acted throughout the main story. <laughs> I like that almost completely voice acted <laughs> except for half the text where it isn't, you know. <laughs> uh okay, it's a game and it's out. So I have no idea if this is any good, but it's out. If you want to spend 20 bucks on Gamersgate, go for it. It's a new JRPG release and there haven't been many lately. So you might be into that. And if you want an old school release, we've got Vanguard Bandits. Yay! Yay? Never no, even yeah. heard of it before they announced this. Are you kidding? Oh, that's a classic PlayStation tactical game. Are you? Give me a break. It says so right here in the article. And yes, I have. <laughs> heard it. I I remember hearing about this on RP Gamer back in the day. So, uh, it's uh, been brought to. Oh, Gaijin Works and Monkey Paul Games work together to bring this one out. This is one of those Gaijin Work games, and released in originally released in '98 by Working Designs. It's now out again for your PSN for download. And no, it correct. isn't and just it was originally a, released in Japan in 98. It didn't get released in the West until like it 2000. Says, no, it says released in North America in 1998 by Working Designs right here in this article. There was someone that said it was like a really late PlayStation release. Are you calling Ma- Michael Cunningham a liar? Unless IGN got the facts wrong, because that's what I read in the IGN article yeah, about well, it. Well, who trusts IGN anyway? This isn't just yeah, a basic fantasy I... tactical RPG, though. It features mechs that battle it out over three story arcs with five possible endings. Oh, I protect weird. peace and candy! Oh, is that really what one of them says? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, oh, and they are also... I think I named my review that? Check this out. The publisher will be offering a free digital license to download the official Vanguard Bandit strategy guide via the company's website. That sucks. I have a sealed one. The value is going to drop. Says huh? Monkey confirmed Paul Games. it. The, the um, uh, Wikipedia confirms that it was released in North America in April 29, 2000. Yeah, Wikipedia also says elephants are like, I don't know, whatever. People lie. Talking about the Stephen Colbert joke. Yes, I'm trying to. <laughs> I just forgot what the joke was, so I can't. <sighs> the team was influential in teaming with Gaijin Works. Okay, Monkey Paul Games, uh, whatever. Uh, they did the... Yeah. Okay, so this is a history here for you. Monkey Paul is who teamed with Gaijin Works to release the Ark the Lad titles in Alundra over the past year on PSN. They are also interested in hearing what other retro gamers, what what other retro games gamers would like to see made available. So hit Monkey Paul up at Twitter and Facebook, where on Twitter they are at Monkey Paul Games. And on Facebook, they are Monkey Paw Games, so it should be easy to find. <laughs> and no, really? I know. So somehow, I I don't know how this works, but I guess if you just buy it on PSN, you get a free digital license to download the strategy guide. That's kind of cool. And uh, Anna, I think your your physical strategy guide will still retain value because there's a lot of uh, y- y- just like gamers like to do antiquated things, like go hang out in land parties and arcades. They also like to have physical items in their house that represent a game. So I think your your strategy guide will retain its worth. Especially since it's sealed. No one's using it. So the value is just that it is that it's sealed and no one's using it. So the people want the digital one so they don't have to open the sealed one, right? I don't know. We'll see. Are you selling that thing anyway? Do you care? Yeah, I, I am trying to sell it. Oh, okay. 
Dead Island. This is a Manny story. Um, are you excited, Manny? D- DLC too little, pack? too late. Too little, too late. What's the little? Okay. So, if you pre-ordered, if you bought Dead Island from GameStop, you got the the special edition of it, and it included a, a code within the box for this Bloodbath DLC, which is basically a multiplayer, which is basically your standard horde mode. You know, from where you fight off against ever-increasing waves of enemies and you see how long you can survive and it's posted on leaderboards. But they didn't really... It was supposed to come out about like two or three weeks after the game shipped. Oh, because of the numerous problems in both PS3 and Xbox 360, it got indefinitely delayed until they could fix it. And now, like what? It's been like two, three months later. Yeah. Dead Island Blood Death DLC is finally ready to go and no one cares because everyone moved on. Elf King in the chat room says, in one word, is Dead Island good? No. <laughs> you were so excited at first. No, no, I wasn't excited. I, all I did was just report on what people told me. And oh, okay. I, I had fun playing one tiny slice of a level at E3 with two fun people. This is why I feel safe when I just hate every game at E3 and assume it's going to suck because then I'm pleasantly no, no, surprised. But, but that doesn't invalidate my, my experience at E3. I mean, I had fun playing with Torgo from PSN Nation. No, I, I It was know. fun. We had fun. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Torga. did you just... You just did to him what people do to RP Gamer. It's PS Nation, but you called it PSN Nation. Just like oh, people do RPG Gamer. It's a slip that's of the awesome. tongue. No, I just think that's really funny. <laughs> PS Nation. <laughs> We're not the only site. Yay. But that All happens right. too. I just you know what I'm saying, but like, I yeah, had yeah, fun yeah, playing yeah, with them. Yeah. And I mean, that I'm not going to erase that because the later game didn't live up to it. Okay. I mean, I think that the first part of that game where you're on the island resort, that's interesting and that's fun. It's just when you start to get into the rest of it and you do the same thing over and over and over again and numerous technical problems I had and it took so long to fix it. It's just at this point... I'm at the point now, I was like, who cares? Go play Skyrim. <laughs> Dead Island, I got my save corrupted in the last area. It got that way because I collected too much loot, says a chat room person. Who Dead Island. Boom. There you go. That sucks. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, we're losing Elf King and Discord. Oh, what's, people are leaving the chat room. What's going on? Did we scare them off because we insulted Dead Island? I hope not. No, it's just, it's just like... Uh, I, as, the stream, as the stream died. Maybe? Let's see. I don't know. Uh, so it's going... Stream you know, it's funny. I, I liked that game at first. I remember the first time I was on the podcast, I played maybe about like four or five hours. And at that point, it was still fun. I mean, I think that if they would have cut that game in half, it would have been a better game. How and long is the game, by the way? Total. Uh, it's like, it's too long. It's like 20 hours or more. Uh, maybe close to 30. Okay. They seriously, if, I would, if they would have cut that game in half and polished and focused on the first half of the game and made that a better, tighter experience, they would have had a really decent title. Hmm. It just went on for way too long. I mean, by the time I finished the city and by the time I finished the jungle area, I was just like, when is this going to end? And I feel like I need to beat it so I can discuss it with everybody here on the podcast. But at the same time, they should have cut that game in half and focused on what they had. Interesting. Because I did have fun for the fir- those first five hours, and it wasn't as bu- and it wasn't a terribly buggy mess in that first in that first part. Okay. It's just the more time I played it, the more resentful I got of the game. All right, so this is not doing anything for you. Then you're not going to go back to get this DLC. It's just the horde mode. I mean, yeah, 
if you really want to just if you just really want to fight stuff you want to level up go right ahead oh oh but i forgot one key thing it's only free for people who bought it who pre-ordered at gamestop for everyone else you need to pay 9.99 for it sweet that's exciting Almost exciting is our next news. Atele Meruru comes to North America. Oh, what? Now what? No, go with this one. People care about this one. I okay. want to talk, but remind me to talk about uh, save bugs and uh, WB. Oh, okay. We'll do. Atelier Meruru comes to North America and Europe. Here's some exciting news. Actually, I, I was being sarcastic, but this actually is exciting for a lot of the fans of Atelier Rorona and Totori. Meruru is the third game of the series. It's been announced to come out over here. It will be out sometime in spring 2012 in North America and I assume Europe as well. But they don't say for sure in this story. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got a good run on the um, Atelier games so far, so I, don't, I can't imagine that one not coming. Let's see. The heroine in the title is a princess of a small kingdom called Arles. She becomes the apprentice to Tatori. So I guess uh, we keep uh, kind of having a line of succession in these games, essentially. And you're going to use alchemy to make your kingdom better. Big surprise. So if you like the first two, one more is coming. And then I bet they'll switch to a different style of game. But who knows? I could be wrong. And finally... Torchlight 2, by the way, we had a big talk about Torchlight 2 at the front of the front of the podcast. And all this was inspired by me reacting... Well, no, not, not, that's just a terrible thing to say. Well, yeah, I guess it was that's what set me off. By me reacting to the news that Torchlight 2 has been pushed into 2012. The official announcement is they're going to make the game's quality better. Uh, long and short of it is they listed a bunch of uh, $60 high-end production games, and they want their game to be just as good as all of them. And they're going to delay the game to do the, just that. So that's what they're doing. It'll be out sometime next year. And plus, uh, the other point they made with the titles they listed is that we're playing all these games right now and we don't really have room for Torchlight 2 in our lives. So probably a really smart idea not to release uh, during this time because the game's just going to get buried. And so they're going to come out next year. And um, personally, I'm a bit worried that it's going to hit too close to Diablo 3, but who knows, maybe it won't. So, reactions. But, but Chris, but why would anyone buy Torchlight 2 if Diablo 3 is coming out? Because clearly know. Torchlight... I don't know, no, you know honestly. I, mean? I don't actually know why somebody would buy Torchlight 2 if Diablo 3 is out. But that's like saying, I don't know why anyone would buy Battlefield 3 if Modern Warfare 3 is... I mean, Modern Warfare 3 is out. Um, actually, it, it's more like uh, people buying one of those uh, fan-made Steam mods of uh, Half-Life 2... That you know when uh, Battlefield. They're very different games at this point. Torchlight Two has in its own identity. It's the same damn game. No, they're <laughs> one not has the land play and one doesn't. I mean, these no, are they are not games. even. They, that means you haven't been following Torchlight at all. If that's the, that's probably Runic Games' fault that they let that misconception exist. I've they're played. The, I play the game. It, it's a loot game. It's a Diablo style loot game. It is still a Diablo style loot game. They have not changed that core. And Diablo 3's core feature is that it's a Diablo style loot game. The, the only difference very, is Diablo 3 is a better lore. 100% different approaches in how to. I mean, that's like. I mean, that's like saying there was no room for Titan's Quest because Diablo 2 existed. Yeah. There's different ways to approach how you do an action RPG, and there can be more than one in the market every decade. Yeah, but the, they don't feel like they're doing anything different in this one. They are. The classes are very different. The, I mean, the approach to the game design. I mean, at this point, Diab- uh, Torchlight 2 is more Diablo 2 than Diablo 3 is. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? If you want like a direct successor, like a more modern Diablo 2, or like a, a lot of those features, or like a more whimsical design, just something that plays on just about any computer, that's where Torchlight 2 is sort of aiming at. And Diablo 3 has gone completely in another direction, it's taken a lot of inspiration from what they learned doing World of Warcraft, and from like games like, uh, hell, like Call of Duty with like the loadout system. And I mean, they're doing very different things, going in different directions. I think it's like two different philosophies about how to create an action RPG. And the funny thing is, if you look at the, the people who are making Diablo 3, there's not a single person on that team who made Diablo 2 or Diablo 1. Right. Yet you have like the two of the main leads making Torchlight 2 on Diablo 2. So they still have that kind of Diablo 2 mentality. There's, this is like a gradual evolution okay, of what they learned from D2. Let's be clear that oh, Anna, your mic is mispositioned. Let's be clear that out of a team of like 30 people, there's like four that worked on Diablo. Because this is a quite, I mean, I'm sure you saw this on the forums where there's people like, this is just a team, this is the whole team that made Diablo 2. And that's why Torchlight 2 is just like Diablo 3. And it's like, um, no. <laughs> So there, okay, so there there isn't no, really much really team over when you look at the, the evolutions of these two game franchises, like uh, Diablo. There, there's no one who made Diablo two on Diablo three team, and they if you look at that game, it's a very different kind of game. I, I I've been looking at the two games. I don't see how they're different, Manny. You're gonna have to help me out here because they look like the same the same game concept. Except I don't have any trust that Torchlight's gonna do it as well as Blizzard because Torchlight one's loot system was not as good as a Diablo style loot system. It didn't have as much longevity. And it, oh yeah, they, I would I, recommend to you you listen to uh, Torchlight two. This yeah. they had like a big fan site event, and one of the big things is they had a podcast and they addressed that very issue right there. Okay. In that podcast, I think a lot of the problems with Torchlight One really come down to them just shipping. I mean, trying to push that game out as quickly as they could mm-hmm. to make some money to fund their studio, basically. Okay. And, they, and a lot of what they had to implement at the end just they kind of you know sort of happened like two weeks before ship, and they took a lot of the feedback back. And they they actually aren't trying to make a decent item game, a good, not even decent, a good item game. And some good all the way, you know, from level one to one hundred, and to, through a new game plus and multiple playthroughs and boss runs, and actually make sets and uniques something that are worthwhile. Right, that was something that they've discussed a couple times on the forums. Is that it was basically impossible to build a set in Torchlight One, and they realize how erroneous that approach was, and they're completely reimagining the way that they put together sets right. and how to collect sets. And I think he said something like. He made 250 more items than he made for Diablo 2. Because the guy guy in charge of making items was one of the guys that worked on Diablo 2. And he he made stuff above it. I mean, if you like the variety that Diablo 2 had, there's even more. What I I liked about Diablo 2 is I had items that I could use as a goal to get. And uh, mm-hmm. I could build characters around my items, and Torchlight felt very random. The sets didn't matter, oh, you're right. you're and there were not right. really uniques to target for a build of a character. You know, the funny thing is, though, is the is, is it's so strange though because I feel like the Diablo. It, it's weird because the people I would recommend Diablo uh, Torchlight two to are now people who are, are people who really like the Diablo two, and I wouldn't have done that with Torchlight. Torchlight 1 because it seems like all the people who are really crazy about Diablo 2 didn't like Torchlight 1 very much for all the reasons you listed. I liked Torchlight 1 but mostly because it evoked feelings and nostalgia of the playing those old games but what happened with Torchlight 1 is that when it got to the end I realized the end game was not something I wanted to grind like oh, I did Oh absolutely and, and that's the thing they built in the shortest amount of time before ship. Okay. 
and they understand that and they said directly during that podcast and during the fan site event that that is directly one of the first things they needed to address and that they plan to okay and they actually are right now all right and we'll, we'll wait and see if it's successful and if they kept on saying that the reason why Torchlight won, like, like they had these problems with Torchlight ones because it was an eleven a game they did in eleven months from blank computers, and they needed to basically help fund the studio and sort of build an engine at the same time. But, uh, let me also say at the same time, Manny, those are the things I'm looking forward to Diablo three doing right. And if Diablo three doesn't do those things right, I think Diablo three will have major issues on its hand. You're uh, absolutely right too. Uh, but I, but this for me, this is where both games converge on the same point. They need to scratch that same itch of long-term play and grinding and building characters that it, that just dominate. And if if they don't, I, I see them as kind of being the same game direction to me. And and you're saying that they're very divergent games and they have different niches and different things that they're hitting. And I'm trying to figure out what the differentiation between well, the two is. It's funny, like if you look like um, Diablo Inc. Gamers, one of the oldest Diablo fan sites around. Okay. And um, these guys are as hardcore Diablo people as you'll get. Mm-hmm. And like the lead guy right there, he he was invited to the fan event as well. And he's saying, you know, I really he's like his the the title of his article, Torchlight Two, more Diablo Two than Diablo Three is. Okay. So I mean, I, I mean, I think at this point, Diablo Three is really really um, accessible to new players. It's really kind of noob friendly, for lack of a better term, the way everyone's using it. Um, the skill system, where skills are auto assigned, and you can. You don't necessarily put – you don't even put skill points into abilities later. Yeah. All you do is you unlock an ability at a certain point and you can slot them in and you uh, only have five slots. I, I really hate saying that that skill system is somehow noob-friendly because it, it, it appears to me, especially with the way you customize your skills, that you're going to have to really mm-hmm. dig deep to truly optimize and figure out what's the best build for your characters. And it's going to be something noobs don't want to deal with. But that's also – and the, the thing with that is also very much luck-based. If you uh-huh. find those skill runes to adjust those abilities in new directions, and then you have to grind them out to get the higher level tiers of those skill runes, uh-huh. as opposed to Torchlight, with just you level up, you get some points. I would say that's more noob friendly. But I mean, that's okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it goes either way. I I don't like using the skill system for that differentiation because I could see you arguing it both ways. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm looking for more as like, oh, Diablo Three's a who's how is Diablo Three targeting like casual gamers? It isn't. I mean, no, none of its marketing is. None of its who's, who's that's, excited I'm for just, this game. It, I understand. The casual people I, I are all from. the casual people are all in the, the torchlight. I was just trying to echo the sentiment of like the hardcore Diablo fans because okay. I actually do frequent the, the, those kind of Diablo fan sites, and that's the perception among the Diablo hardcore is oh. that. Diablo 3 is now noob-friendly. It's too Well, that's noob-friendly. because the game's different than what they're used to. So the, the latch-on is like, oh, it's obviously being aimed at more of a mainstream market. It's, it's a natural reaction to, like, they're changing my thing. Why are they changing it? Well, it must be because of this, right? Uh, but, you know, but the, they also say there's no hard decisions in Diablo 3 now because okay. your skills are auto-assigned. I mean, not your skill, your skill oh, points are auto-assigned. Oh, you have to choose talents. But you can... Take those out at any time and put in new ones. Oh, okay. Remember, it just well. It's I thought just, that wasn't uh, final yet, but all right, all right. No, that is final. You you can take them out all the. It's it's just a loadout. The only thing that they're not final on is whether you can change those talents in town in or, or during yeah. combat. That's the only thing that's not final yet. So yeah, at any <laughs> point in the game, you can say I don't want zombie dogs. I, I'm going to go on the record here. I think that whole system's going to have another revision to it before we see the game released. It's too soon. I mean, we I'm don't not, know. If, we don't know. We don't know. It could. We don't know when Diablo Three is coming out. 
No, but on that same point, though, about the end game and item game and all that stuff, I think a lot of that stuff comes together at the end with lots of playtesting and with lots of playtesting. So okay. that's the point that the Runic guys are at right now. Yeah, they want to do a beta, like, right? Yeah, they should have a much better end game. So that that is the good news. There will be a beta that uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be able to participate in mm, no. for free, right? Mm-mm. No? Okay. We're hearing we like 500 We don't people. have a lot of details right now. What was thrown out at the press event was, number one, media is very unlikely. And so it, it'll be... That impression so it won't even be well. a relevant beta then? If it's number not going to hit a large it's number it's going to be people. like 500 people. Okay, so pointless beta. Got it. No, well... I, who, when you see betas being done nowadays to get lots of feedback on how to tune your game, do they target 500 people or do they target thousands and thousands of people? But then what can they actually ha- – what can Rooney Games handle? Right. And Oh, give me a break. Three, they, could, they could handle feedback. Um, the beta is going to only be a small slice of the game. Okay. So that when the inevitable pirating begins, yes. it's not like you have the whole game. No, Anna, I've been, I was told this morning piracy isn't a big deal. <laughs> Another thing that came up in those arguments about torchlight. You know, piracy is an inev- the piracy is an inevitability. Yeah. You can do what you can to minimize it without um deterring your paying customers. Buyers. Yeah. Right. Because and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it came up in that Twitter. The Battle.net style seems to be honestly, a pretty good way of dealing with right, it. Right, <laughs> but I mean, then you have things like Ubisoft. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that would be a bad. I way haven't of dealing bought with a it. game from them since they went Tajay. Mm. So, and I was buying Ubisoft games. I have, yeah, I even have like their bad CSI games. Yeah, there's people who won't buy the Blizzard games now too for the same reason, though. I suppose. Yeah, I will say. It, it, I mean, I can understand the argument that you're you're playing the game. There's a hiccup in your internet connection, and you get kicked to the lobby. And that would out be very frustrating. I, I I hope they're going to change that on Diablo Three. Oh no, that's that's, just, I, that's I, killer. No, sure no, that's, that's just how it works. No, 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 no. The part where you have to start a level over. No, that's just how it works. No, but, oh, because no, no, the no, checkpoints no. are so that far in between. That is not how it works. It how, it works how they want it to work. If they want to give you a mid-level checkpoint or any point in the level checkpoint, they can do it. It's called they, technology. We have really this power. If they want to do it, they will. I mean, sit there. They're not going to. No. no, you're saying that because they haven't done it now. You don't know what they're going to do. There's all the, This is the same argument people make for all this baloney and wow. They can't do that. They're never going to do that. And then they do it. You don't know. I personally the way the game is firstly designed right now unlikely. the way the game is designed is around these big very obvious like in the world checkpoints these big things that you go to like the sort of waypoints and the level starts from that point until you get to the next big one so the, you're right they could change it but are they gonna I don't know if they're really gonna they, they based on everything they've said to, to fans like, but the, the, it's not even like really on the radar it's something that needs to get changed or fixed that's I'm just going based off what, like I said, I frequent these Diablo stuff all the time. And okay. I, it just seems like it's not something they're even really, they even see as an issue. But like I said, you're right, Chris. They could completely decide that this is stupid and we're going to fix it. Uh-huh. Mm, I have a piece of news. Oh, go for it. So Natsume is having a new contest. Ooh. So it's a draw fan art contest. And the cool thing is, is we are giving away as grand prizes five um, cells that are done by the the big Harvest Moon artist. And they're um, all one of a kind, and they're going to be personalized to the winners. And 
Um, winners and five winners and 15 runner-ups also get the plush piggy that you haven't seen in about three years. Wow. What, what game was that originally released with? <sighs> Animal Parade, I think. What, was, what system was that on? Wii. On the Wii. Okay. Yeah. And so this, uh, these cells, what game are they from? Uh, Tale of Two Towns. Tale of Two Towns. Nice. How do they enter? Um, they can go to the main Natsume website, or um, probably simpler, so they can go to the Natsume Facebook. Facebook.com slash Natsume? Um, Natsume.com slash Facebook. Oh, okay. Well, what is your Facebook name? Natsume Inc. Oh, Natsume Inc. Okay. Yep. So Natsume.com slash Facebook. Enter. Oh, my O key is stuck. Uh, I can't type O's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've been we've been doing a lot of contests on the Natsume page. We actually just finished one for Gabriel's Gabrielle's Ghostly Groove, where we had like um, comic contest? panels. Yeah, we yeah. had a we had comic panels that you got to fill in the speech bubbles, and that was really fun. So I'm totally stoked about this one. Very excited because it's a we haven't had a fan art contest in like three years. So yay! That's my news. Cool. Uh, we got any more news? This is a light news week. Like, um, this is why everyone's arguing about Torchlight, because there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. Well, all the big games are out, or they're coming out tomorrow. Oh, right. I never actually scrolled down in the delicious thing. We really only have five pieces of yes, news. Yes, there's really yes, only five really pieces only of news. Yes, really have five pieces of news. God, did um, I write something this week? For, for like, oh, right. the, no. for the six people that potentially play Shot Online and listen to the RPG cast, there's going to be a massive, massive contest coming up shortly. Yeah, for the five people. They don't listen to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the show I'm online... I'm saying, you know, the, the very tiny portion of people... That online golf MMOs cast. is not in our target audience. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Like, some of the stuff that we're going to be giving no. away is awesome. It's like iPad 2, No, Kindle no. Our Fire. audience only likes to be able to play games offline. They don't like online games. Shut up, Chris. Um, what were some of the other ones? Like a, a full Blu-ray home theater package um why are we I'm, talking about online golf MMOs? i don't know Sorry, because, like, you know what this, this is this is, this is called really no i know this is called a is. conflict of interest is what this is called <laughs> it's called shilling it is called shilling oh! and we're, yeah, I, i'm cutting this one i'm sorry no golf you know natsume stuff's relevant but the golf stuff no you're not plugging that here you go plug that somewhere else <laughs> uh, i'm gonna talk here's a here's a story for you Skyrim gets a four and a half out of five on RP Gamer. Um, if this game is as excellent as everyone seems to think it is, why the hell doesn't it get a five? What is up with our reticent to give out fives? I'm not touching this. This is such a flame bait argument. Next topic. I don't get it though. What do you have to do to get a five on our site? Yeah, what's up, Anna? What do you have to do? No, someone tell me. What's you? You do reviews. What do you need to do to get a five on this damn site? Hey, Manny, what are you playing this week? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've just been playing a little bit of Batman. Nothing too much. Yeah, I've, I've, actually, I've, I've been actually trying to get a lot of stuff proofed and ready. Because th- that BlizzCon stuff is just endless hours of work. Hours of work, yeah. Oh, my God. It's taking me forever. <laughs> we appreciate you putting it up, though. Keep it coming. Yeah, I have, I'm actually um, about... To, the funny thing is a lot of the stuff that I saved for last is actually is pretty, still, is still pretty pretty relevant yeah. like i have this great interview with nate kenyon about his uh, upcoming diablo 3 uh bridge book it's just like this really interesting um article about did how to talk uh, to the authors yeah i did i um okay. i mostly 
the best uh, the best thing I got was Nate Kenyon, who's uh, the, the newest Blizzard author, and uh, I have he a few questions that you asked. Panel, right? Hmm? He was the one that was really young on the panel, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The really young guy, the new guy. Okay. And I asked a bunch of of your questions to uh, Richard Knack and uh, Christy Golden, and I'm going to add those to the bottom. Thanks. But it's just taking forever. Like, just I have to listen to the I have to listen to the the things I recorded and transcribe it. Pause, rewind, transcribe, pause, rewind. When, when you get around to to needing proof awful. for that, hit me up because I'll totally. All right. for you. I've actually Thanks. found Manny that doing audio recordings at at press events they they are super convenient because you don't have to take notes. You can just talk to people while you're in their interview, and that's nice. But then it just makes doing the articles later so much harder, oh as you're God. finding right now. Um, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> it takes so long. But yeah, it's interesting. It's fun. So the Nate Kenyon one is still relevant because he just talks about what it's like to work with Blizzard and about the new Diablo book that's going to come out sometime in March. So that's interesting. And I posted something about the Book of Cain. So if, if anyone wants to take a look at that, that comes out December 25th, I think. It was, you know, it's basically that in-fiction book. About uh, you know, it's basically Kane's journal and sort of taking the place of a you know remember when you used to get a PC game manual and you used to have this big thick section about the lore and tell you everything about the universe. Well, manuals don't do that anymore, unfortunately. You're lucky if you get a manual at all. Hey, Chris, you need to have that sent to your parents' house. What? You're getting that book, right? What Diablo two? No. Oh, the book uh, Kane. The book of Kane. Yeah. It's coming out end of November. Why do I need it sent to my parents' house? Because I thought he said it was coming out in December. No, it got pushed up. <gasps> really? No, 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 wait. I, I, I just saw this on the... Uh, here we go. Breaking news story. I just saw this on... I wouldn't trust Amazon just yet. They just... Mm, oh, okay. Because no. they just changed the release date to November 25th for me, like, a couple days ago. Yeah, same thing happened to me. But I just read on the, the Diablo fans' website that according to... If I, let me just pull this up really quickly. According to Inside Editions, the publisher... Yeah. They've confirmed the official release date as December 12th. Okay. Oh, that doesn't matter to me. Uh, that's okay. still fine. Um, why would I need it sent to my parents' house? I don't understand. Because if that. it was December 25th. So? I'll just get it when I come back. You're right. I, I probably said 25th by accident because I was just thinking about in time for Christmas. Yeah, Already okay. in slip, I guess. Yeah. No, my bad. Carry on. Oh, my mistake. I know. I just I get ahead of myself sometimes. Either way, it's you're going to have months with this book before the game comes out, so... You know, which is nice though, because I um I was one of the comments was a uh, Glenn. He actually made an interesting comment about whether this is just going to be a summation of everything that was in the Diablo one and Diablo two manual, or are they going to brand new places with it? They and, like, explicitly to... said they're going to clean up and reconcile all the lore and like expand it out. So yeah, it sounds like this is going to be the definitive version of yeah. the history of the universe. So some retcons too, I imagine. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of retcons. It was interesting. During the Diablo lore panel, most of the artwork they were showing was just taken directly from the book. Mm-hmm. Like all those angels, all the new angels that they had they I created. I think more that the book is just taking the the just selected pieces of the concept art, don't you think? No, they, they actually said that they most of those designs were by artists were done specifically for the book. Oh, okay. Well. So that was interesting. I, mean, that, I made a point in the, in the impressions that they specifically went out and made these – I mean this, this art for the book – which is actually, I think, it's pretty cool. They actually care about this. Yeah. Oh, and uh, another interesting tidbit is that uh, during during that lore panel is that Metzen and Mickey Nielsen were so impressed with the work that they want to do this for future projects, like for for uh, their StarCraft and their uh, World of Warcraft games. 
Yep. So imagine like a thrall journal talking about the history of the world from his perspective or uh, Zeratul or uh, Minsk talking about what it's like to rule the Empire. I think it'd be great. Yeah, pretty cool. Of course, if it's StarCraft 2, I kind of want it to be like a hollow book or something, like glowing orange. and <laughs> You know, so you got to stay true to the fiction, It you know? ships on an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yes. Cool. So, oh, and Torchlight stuff. Yep. Just listening to that, trying to read through like the page, the mounds of uh, impressions from that fan event. Yeah, I I spent like an hour reading Jarek's Q and A. Ooh, it's huge. Here's a story in the Torchlight vein. Um, since again, in my mind, all these games are the same darn genre, and they're all competitors. Path of Exile is going into beta soon. Um, um it's in beta. Oh well, it's going into super beta. They just right. they just they... something changed. Yeah, they expanded the beta. So two things happened. One, they gave out a bunch more keys uh, just to people that hadn't had a key yet. And number two, anybody that had a key was given a friend key. I haven't gotten mine yet, but that's that's what they tell me. Because I have a key, and I haven't gotten my friend key yet. But yes. You can, can email the- Chris and ask for more keys. I mean, I'm sure I could, you. yes. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yeah, go for it. I'm not... I don't even know what really Grimzon is. Like, what's the story of this title? Who's like, what, um, who's publishing? Who's you, are you it? talking about Grim Dawn or Path of Exile? We're talking Path of we're Exile. Talking about two different games at this point. Yeah, I don't oh, know where, where'd you hear Grim Dawn? Another slip. Okay, then I definitely don't know what Path of Exile is. Path of Exile um, is the a, MMO yeah. we played at um, PAX. It's 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 basically Diablo two but MMO style. So mm-hmm. everybody kind of in the same world, sort of thing, um, sort of. And you can. It's sort uh, of Diablo meets Guild Wars. No, no. Because the central cities are. Did you play it at all? Yes. Uh, uh, lately, have you gone no. in and played? Like, yeah. If you go through and okay, grind it, it feels. Okay, let me put it this way: it's Diablo gameplay mechanics combined with Guild Wars world function. I I don't even so think you need to get. I don't town, I don't think I think you're giving too much credit with it by comparing it to Guild Wars. There, it it really is just everyone kind of shares the sanctuaries. And right. That's, that's well, you're in town. You're in a shared environment. Yeah. When you're out, you're only sharing with the people that in your party or whatever. In the yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. And then that'd uh, be exactly like Guild Wars. Then. Well, yeah, but Guild Wars has so many people. I don't know. It feels more like a world in Guild Wars than this does. This feels much more narrow scope. If that makes any sense at all, because uh, in Guild Wars you open the map, you say I'm going to journey to this area of the map of the world and stuff. Whereas here you exit the city and you're just deposited in the next area. It's very linear, so a different feeling. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. Because in that way it feels more like Diablo 2, where you're steadily progressing on the line towards beating the big bad bosses at the end. Uh, anyway, it's free, it, and it will be free. And it's action role playing game. It's being developed by uh, New Zealand people, which is awesome because you don't care much, huh? Uh, PC Mac, PC. Okay, I don't see any Mac support yet. I'm sure that will come much, much later if it comes at all. I always ask. No, it's okay. you know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that demanding. It's um something they said at PAX that they want to look into, but they're a team of six, yeah. literally. <laughs> Six, okay. Yeah. Tiny. So, I mean, give, give them some time. <laughs> All right, cool. Interesting. I just wasn't even aware of this title. It completely slipped past me. Yeah, I, I kept on hearing people mention this in the same breath as Diablo 3 and Torchlight 2. Yeah, so Path of Exile is, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It 
it's got a I'll immediately pick it up and say it feels a lot more like Diablo 2 than uh, than Torchlight does because it's got <laughs> that very dark, bloody feel, gritty feel. Like I'm in a dungeon and there's lots of things bleeding and dead around me. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> you get that, that vibe from it, but the, the gameplay is, is uh, like <laughs> they've got a small team and it shows and things are still being polished and fixed. Um, so, But if you get into the beta, it's a fun thing to try out and see where that's going to go. And... Uh, what was the announcement? Well, I guess we talked about it all, didn't we? So more beta. Second phase of closed beta. That's the big deal. So Cool. Um, we are really scraping the barrel now. I don't know what else to talk about. Um, they're reissuing Hyperdimension Neptunia. Oh, they are? Yeah. Whoa. Why? People bought that, huh? Uh, apparently, uh, well, according to Silicon Era, um, it actually only had a limited print run in America, and it sold out. Really, quite quickly. So they're releasing more of it. Yeah. Okay. M- Manny apparently wants us to cover the pets in Torchlight Two. Oh no! Just oh, yeah, he's res- right because they announced the fact that the cat and the dog are coming back, and they are releasing six new pets or six pets in total. This is the definition of minutia. All right. Well, actually, a new bulldog, that, a panther, like, and a chattaway, which is like a dinosaur, and no, a, a chakawari, hawk. I think it's called, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, okay. the cool thing is, is one of the. I'm reading what you pasted in the thing. <laughs> hey, the guy didn't know what it was called. <laughs> one of the cool things is, is one of our regulars on the Runic Forums is called Hawken. And he actually went to the fan site event. And when he found out there was a hawk in the game, he was like, that girl! What? He cares that there's a hawk in the game because his name has hawk in it? Really? His name is Hawken. Okay, great. <laughs> hey, I'd be pretty excited if there was a sun in there. Ah, a rising... Uh, how about like a, a general... I don't know. General Sun Tzu or something, right? No. You know, that name is actually... <laughs> nah, forget it. Oh. But, the, the, you know, I'm reading the Wikipedia right now. He's uh, better known as Sun Tzu or Sun Z. Ancient Chinese military it's not, general. You know, the funny thing is, is that name isn't really about Sun Tzu. I don't want to get into it too much, but that name isn't really about Sun Tzu. It was more of a play of two of their interests, sort of like Rising Sun is in Japan and then Sun Tzu as in China, and where I was focusing a lot of my intellectual efforts at the time because oh. I was doing a lot of uh, military studies at the, at the time, and I was also focusing on ancient Japanese and ancient Chinese military history. So and then, it was a nice play on words, the Rising Sun from Japan and then you just would the be break. most interested in Torchlight incorporating elements of the uh, the uh, let's see yeah, Chinese the 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 Dragon Ball mythology since that came from China and has been adapted oh, by all. Japan and it not it gets all. both interests in one right no 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 because <laughs> I would who cares about Dragon Ball do you mean uh, the Journey West yes the Journey West the Sayuki yeah, stuff it's an interesting yes. one of the four classics of China it's interesting yes. but not really no okay uh, that's too bad. <laughs> and, but mind you that that I came up with this name when I was in sixth grade or like ninth grade in high school. So I was fourteen at the time. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, right now on Amazon, Hyperdimension Neptunia is seventy bucks. So I don't think this reissue has happened just yet. No, it. No. It. I think they said it's. Hang on. No, apparently, if you buy it direct from um, Nipponichi America on their online store, yeah. um, it's selling it without the extras for thirty bucks. Whoa. The extras uh, were... I think it's the... Uh, art book? What was it? Yeah, the, the out, without the art book. 
Is that it? Just an art book? I can't remember what came with it. Well, I'm looking at the picture, and I just see the game, an art book, and a box that holds both. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. 30 bucks, though. I'm just, That's I'm a better price this. to pay for that game, because the game apparently is terrible, and the only good part is the dialogue. So, yeah. Just keep that in mind before you jump on the Hyperdimension bandwagon. Hopefully, Hyperdimension 2 will make that all better. All right, Manny, did you play anything this week? Just a little Batman. Just a little Batman? Arkham City? Or Arkham Asylum? I can't remember. Asylum. Asylum. Okay, still in Asylum. And Roy, then. What'd you play? Skyrim. Skyrim. Oh, wait. That's what I played. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Skyrim. Still having I'm fun. I'm playing it right? obsessively, and I've got all the best armor and weapons, and I love it. I don't, you, you're barely into the game, and you've got all the best equipment already. You're cheating. You have to be cheating. I've been playing it for almost a week. Oh, he doesn't deny that he's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing it for a week. I've been cheating most of that time, but I've been playing it for a week. <laughs> or, well, you, or, or is your point that I've been playing it for a week, at that point I deserve all the best stuff? <laughs> well, as there was one um, guy that was on the, the Skyrim's forums on the Skyrim Nexus that uh, made a, a comment about wanting to get... All the, having the best of everything right at the beginning area when mm-hmm. you first enter the keep. He, he said he made the comment said like, "I am not leaving this room until I'm Zeus." <laughs> so he's cheating, <laughs> hacking the game to get him all the best equipment or something. Oh, you don't have to hack the game. The cheats are right there. Oh, in the console. Yeah, you, the the console's already been able. So enabled you just for you. spawn the equipment into the world or something. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> there, I have a code right here where I can just hit the tilde key, hit type player, period, add item, and then the item code for it, and it gives me it. Oh, wow. <laughs> now the joys I, of PC gaming. Yes. It, it, you know, you know there, like, used to be, there used to be a day where you'd you know, have to actually fire up, like, I don't know, like an external hex editor to do all this. Now it's just, you know, console commands. I do get off my that. Lo- get off, my, get off well, my lawn. Yeah, I like that. We should make people have to do hex editors for this stuff. Well, the, the, the best part about it is that, well, Skyrim was meant to be cheated, essentially, with mods. So um, it, even in Bioware games, to get the console I, to work, to enable it. I don't know Skyrim. if mods are really expressly there just so you can cheat the game. I think they're there so you can mod the game and, well, and make changes. That, even with Bioware games, you at least have to enable the console. Skyrim, it's already there. The, oh, therefore the developers surely intended for me to cheat. <laughs> That's how the game was balanced, with cheating in mind. <laughs> I love it. I'm having fun to shut up. Well, as long, yeah, I know. It, that's the point, right? You're having fun with the game. Enjoy it. I am not cheating, and I'm having a ton of fun with the game. Um, I still need to get better at stabbing people with a sword, and I've just been told during our pre-show discussion that I should probably consider archery. Um, oh, yes. Archery is fun. And and why is it fun? Because especially if you have it maxed out, you have this one perk that allows you to slow down time and zoom in, kind of like a sniper scope. So I can go max pain. In Skyrim. <laughs> hmm. Skyrim on Master, I'm dying a lot, LOL, says Elf King in the chat room. So apparently Master's very hard. I'm just playing on whatever it starts at. I guess yeah, I'm just playing on default. Or whatever. Although, um, based on everything, I've, I've done both archery and um, I've, I've tried all the different weapon styles. 
Magic is good if you're magic works. Um, archery is the best option I've found. Sneaking in archery works really well. Mm-hmm. And then among the melee weapons, don't bother with the two handers. Just get a sword and board if you're going melee, because the the attacks are just too slow and you will die if you're I, trying to two handers. I find um, let's see how to say this without spoiling it too much. I like to use my claws, hint, hint, to defeat large groups. How's that a spoiler? You're playing as Khajiit. No, not those claws. That's one of the racial abilities. No, not those claws. Um, Yeah. You don't need to be Khajiit for this. Wow, you... The problem is is that he plays Skyrim for two hours and then suddenly he has fleas. Yes, I have fleas. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, you you turned into a... No, you wanna, so much for dancing around it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Everyone knows about it. Oh, yeah, I like being a werewolf. It's awesome. It was um, one of the main advertisements. But you don't get experience for killing stuff. It was advertised what? It, w- it was advertised that you could turn into a werewolf. No, it was not. That was a pre-release spoiler that somebody who got a review copy put up a screenshot, and they were upset about it. Yeah, well, everyone knows about it now, yeah. anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, anyway, Skyrim is uh, awesome, but you don't need me to tell you that. Um, I do want some comment. I want some people writing in about uh, what they would score it, because that's the best I can do. Uh, as I mean, as, as, as an un- thing. somewhat what? announcement, though, from my part, um, the um, I'm going to do an RP gamer themed weapon and armor sets for Skyrim for once they release the modding tools, which should be in a week or so. Can I, can I have a 2x4 named after me that just says, Haters Gonna Hate? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But um, 20 damage, 2x4. What, what I'm going to do, though, is that in the meantime, is that I've already picked out what sets I'm going to use for rogue and mage equipment. But I don't know which set I'm going to use for actual armor sets. I'm going to post some screenshots of the full armor sets and host a poll on the forums see which which set you guys would like restructured retextured so i was gonna i was gonna ask you a question right um should trolls be giving me a lot of problems but then i realize you cheat so you can't you probably don't relate to the issues i'm having with trolls well i'm gonna avoid the club otherwise you'll get catapulted 50 feet in the air no not giants the the trolls oh trolls no okay because i i'm finding killing them is very hard with one-handed sword um, Very hard. I, I, even before I did the cheats, um, I I was easily able to one-shot them using the ar- archery sneak cheat. Or not sneak, sneak plus archery. Mm-hmm. I was easily able to one-shot them. Okay. And um, even like that first frost troll you encounter yeah. on the way up to Falkreath's Bleak Fallsboro, um, I think before I even used more advanced items. I think it took like three arrows. Okay. So I just suck. Good to know. <laughs> what's new? Yeah. <laughs> you tell me what's new. What have you been playing, John? Uh, I've been alternating between um, Anno 2070 and Saints Row 3. How do you like Saints Row 3? Um, I haven't actually really had an opportunity to play it that much. Um, well, okay, I have had an opportunity to play it that much, but I just haven't taken it. Um, I can certainly tell that they're trying to, they were trying to, like, sort of one-up the, the zaniness of the previous game. Okay. Um, In a bad like, way or a fun way? 
in a fun way. Excellent. I mean, the um, the opening uh, like the opening mission does involve a, what could best be described a couple of very improbable maneuvers involving skydiving and a jet plane. And the second mission of the game involves a um, UAV drone and an infinite number of missiles, and a lot of explosions. And there's um, what is it, Professor Genki's ethical fun time murder? What? Exactly. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you got if you got the um, if you bought the pre-order version of Saints Row Three, you've got a you one of the pre-order items is a um, a gun that fires mind-controlling octopuses. I like that. That sounds useful. And oh, and there is a, there is now a specific button for groin attacks. <laughs> As in, you press a button, you kick a person in the balls, or punch them, or flick over the head. It's a dedicated and punch them. button on the controller, huh? Yeah, press oh, this geez. button, you hit someone. I mean, because you can do, now do the um, basically uh, sprinting sort of alters a number of your um, like moves in certain ways. So if you sprint towards someone and gro- do the groin attack, it sort of does a wrestling move on them. And okay. um, if you run towards a car and press the and press the get in button, instead of just like running around the edge of the car, you literally just dive into the car through the windscreen, into the driving seat. Beautiful, I like it. It's, the, the, you know, the, the, none of this. There's none of this pansy ass walk around to the side and shake the guy out. You literally just fly in through the windscreen or through the side window and just kick the guy out. It, it, the rest of the game kind of feel, it, although it's set in a different city now, the rest of the game kind of feels like the second one. But the important difference is, is you can do more things. There's a button where you can kick people in the crotch. You can fly fly into windscreens to take control of cars. And uh, what was the last thing I was going to say? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I can't read your mind yet. No. Um, well, there's more than I say. There's more weapons. There's that. I say you got the pre-order version. There's the that mind control octopus oh, gun. Oh, you know what's soon to come to that game is Cheapy D from CheapassGamer.com. What? He's going to be in a piece of DLC for that game. A piece of oh, free God. DLC. Yes, because he run a charity option to be a, a character in that game. So you will soon be able to play as him or. I, Get him in the game somehow, or I don't know if you get the oh, maybe he customize joins your, your gang or something. Uh, he either he joins your gang, or you can get customize yourself he's, as his appearance he's one or something. Of the homies, you can call. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he joins the, the game. Yeah. Okay. And Anna's far away again. <laughs> I don't know how she does that. <laughs> I will say though, um, if anyone's been listening to the, I would recommend you li- if you want to know more about Saints Row, you need to want you need to listen to like the last two or three giant bombcasts because that's a great ongoing joke they have at that show now. Yeah, they're enjoying it. It seems. I mean, you're like, you should really be playing, dude, you should play Saints Row 3. Do <laughs> like, that's anything? Anytime anyone asks, can I do this in a game? They're like, you should play Saints Row 3. Yeah, it's probably in there. Because <laughs> apparently a lot of stuff is in there. Yeah. If, if oh, there's yeah. anything you can't do in Skyrim, you can probably do it in Saints Row 3, is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my, I think my preferred like sandbox game of choice will probably now be Saints Row 3. Oh, that was, that was the other thing I was going to say. It works on the PC. Saints Row 3 is actually, um, you know, it, it's not like the port of Saints Row 2. Because the PC port of Saints Row 2 was pretty crap. <laughs> Great game, crap port. Whereas Man, we are Saints in Row's... the rebirth of, at least temporarily, PC gaming. Just get everything yeah, on PC like, and, with and better and graphics. 
Yeah, and it's and in, and in this case, it's a great game, great port. A bit like um, Sonic Generations. You know, they, they finally got PC porting down properly from from console games. Well, we tried that this week with the 3D, and it works. The 3D kind of works. It's kind of neat. What? On Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations. Yeah, my PS3. It's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's by no means it? necessary, but you know, um, I I um, I had a friend over. We played a little bit, so I didn't get into it in depth because all my gaming defaulting time has been going to Skyrim. But um, what I played so far was not bad. Good. <laughs> Whereas what you've played so far is probably what the first level. Yeah, the first couple levels. Oh, Chris, something I discovered. I don't know if you've run into this in Skyrim or not, yeah. but something this just happened to me this morning. Even if you don't get caught pickpocketing someone yeah um i had um an innkeeper send bounty agents after bounty hunters after me oh that's awesome and, and they didn't catch me at the time but i i am um, i after i killed all the band after after i killed all of them i pickpocketed them and i saw a note in one of their pockets that said uh um kill this thief with my character's name on it that's awesome but they never caught me at the time that's great you fended them off. You should go back and visit them and say hi. And be like, uh, you're alive. Yeah, I, 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 I did and nothing happened. Oh, that's too bad. That would be I awesome just if they do- added that. I just went and double checked, but the uh, the PC version of um, Sonic Generations also has the 3D options if you have a 3D capable display. Don't you need like a 3D capable video card too? Stuff yes. like that? Yes. But I do know people who have 3D, video, uh, 3D capable video cards. My I, NVIDIA I, GeForce 560, would that do it? I don't know, actually. I think so. I think it I, I, I definitely only, know whatever you have, it has to have DirectX 11 on it. It does. Yeah. So. I mean, my only experience with um, my own experience with 3D gaming on the PC, I think, was back when NVIDIA were um, kind of saying, this was back when I went to Eurogamer last year, you guys may remember. Yeah. Um, so it was before Fable 3 came out, if you want a time frame. Um, but it felt... I, I it was I think it's probably a complaint I'll probably end up having with the three DS is it just it looked pretty cool when it worked. Mm-hmm. Like I was playing StarCraft two in three D and you know, it, when the buildings and whatnot actually looked like they were leaping off you know, actually had some depth off the screen. That looked awesome, but it didn't happen all the time. Okay. Um so yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure how well it works on the PC. My question on the PC is do I just hook it up to my TV over the HDMI connection and it'll just work? Or do I need special NVIDIA glasses and it only works with certain displays? The, the way that the way my the one I was using, and I don't know if this is the case at the moment, because I don't know how the technology has developed since then, was it had a there was you had to have a pair of their glasses because they kind of hooked into the graphics card itself. Okay. So that's no fun. Uh, if I need no. even more glasses. It's one thing if I could just push it out to my TV and use my TV's glasses. I mean, enough people don't even have that. To now have a special 3D-capable PC monitor and special PC 3D glasses, oh, it's getting ridiculous. I need to make this easier for it to cut I just on. don't care about 3D. It's a fun thing to play with, but yeah, it is so totally not required for anything. You know, that should be a standard feature. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> What's your bit standard features are? 3D. <laughs> nah. Nah. No. No. See how well that's working on the 3DS. But that is a standard feature on the 3DS, Chris. Sure is. See? It sure is. And uh, how many people turn it off? I do. Largely. It's the only way to play the new Mario game. 
Uh, Anna, my, is that true? Uh, my house, my housemate uses the um, uses the 3D all the time. Anna, do you use he the 3D turns, on? He uh... only turns it off if somebody else is watching him play. Okay. I don't know if she can hear us. Oh, did she drop off the call? She dropped off the call. She broke the 3D. Broke her. That's what it was. Actually, I think she is using the 3D. So. Hmm. Mm. I said my my experience with my housemate is he turns it if someone is like watching him play like Zelda over his shoulder he'll turn it off so they can actually watch but that's the only time he turns it off. When are we going to get some good 3D in like non Nintendo games? When it becomes easier to program, I guess. I guess so. When the TV I've... when the TVs actually become wait Uncharted th- work. Uncharted Three everyone says like that's the best example of 3D in a game yet. More so than Ocarina. Interesting. But it's not even, they're the question. not even, not even the same close. sentence. Really? Oh, I like to hear that. What was the question? Uh, do you play Mar- Super Mario 3D Land in 3D or 2D? Turned all the way up. All the way up? Okay. Yep. So apparently that game's also good in 3D. Yes. And... Which is funny because I played Zelda at about a third <laughs> 3D. Okay. But this I play like Pebbles of Metal. Interesting. I want to get that Mario game. I love Mario. Hearing good things about that Mario game. Um, uh, which yeah. one? Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. Yeah, I was going to say, I've also heard good things about it. But I, I, Max Storm was, was raving about it, but he uh, he's only like played the first half of the game, like the easier half of the game. And then like all the game journalists are like, oh, it's the second half of this game where the game gets really good. And I'm trying to figure out who's right. Are they both right? Well, maybe they're both right. Yeah. That Just if, about if the first part is that great. Every review I've, I've seen says that. Okay. Apparently, also the um, well, I heard. They, I, well, I saw reviews that specifically panned the first half of the game for being too easy, and Maxorum was saying how good the first half of the game. Well, was. maybe that's just it, though. He doesn't know how amazing it gets later. So, by comparison, this great part looks crappy next to this amazing part. So, Anna, you've played some of both parts. What do you think? What's better? Um, I like it all equally. Fair answer. Um. There is some stuff in in like I'm on I'm on S4 I think. Um hang on, let me I'm I'm up in the main world cuz I'm collecting coins. That doesn't matter. So. Let me get on the pipe. We don't need to know which world number you're in. What's your point? <laughs> well, because it does get progressively harder. Yeah, I actually have one world in S4 that I haven't been able to beat yet. Cuz I'm being chased by a ghost of myself that every time it touches me I die. Ooh. Ouch. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of stuck on that one. I'll be eager to put myself to the test on this one because every time I play uh, Super Mario Land, um, I always beat that game with over 100 lives. So, like, new Super Mario Brothers Wii and new Super Mario Brothers DS and stuff stuff like that? Yeah, but I, I can go through, an enti- I, I go through entire Mario games without dying once. Did you get all the stars in Galaxy 2? Yeah, I did. That... That oh. last star is pure evil. <laughs> Just there is no there are no other words for it other than that star is made of evil. <laughs> you have to get all Just, the other stars to get that last star. Yeah, and you have oh. to basically then you basically have to go through um the last bonus level on one HP. You know, to get the, the last the, one. The one star I really hated to try and get was on um the DS version. Of a uh, of sixty four, when you get to the point where there's that secret room in the main chamber, where you have to fly through the air, there the the controls on using the D pad on the on that 
made it really hard to get that star in that uh. room. And it was a test on my patience to get that star. But I was bound and determined to do it because I always play Mario games to 100% completion. Okay, then. Ooh. Breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. All right, let's see. Video, Mass Effect 3, N7... Oh, not that one. Look in the chat room. Oh. Well, There's oh, a real breaking news. That's not breaking news. Yes. Borderlands developer Gearbox got a new building. Is that what passes for news these days? Apparently. <laughs> it's slow in November, I guess. Because that was like on the that was right on Gamma Sutra. I'm like, oh, that must be. I, I thought there must be there must be more to this news story, so I clicked on it. It's like no, they just have a new office in Dallas, and there's oh, apparently 61. though um, the uh, in the snow points out in the chat that um, the frames per second issues in the PS3 version of Skyrim were picked up by one of the UK's newspapers. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> And the report is they're going to fix them, and everyone's like, yeah, (laughs) why wouldn't they fix them? It is the corny ads. You can't really expect that much from them. I don't know. Everyone says, I heard on a podcast that Bethesda puts out a ton of patches for games like Oblivion. You realize there were two patches for Oblivion, right? On the PC? They don't don't put that many patches out, actually. I, I wonder where that people got that impression that Bethesda because New gonna... Vegas had three or four on the 360 alone. Oh, did it? Okay, maybe they patched the console one more. And the PC people, they're like, they'll just mod it and fix it themselves. Well, not only that, but um, personally, when it comes to the PC version of Skyrim, I haven't been encountering too many bugs at yeah, all. Me either. It actually, um, I, I'm um, wondering if it was actually developed by Bethesda. I guess um the um when it comes to it the um. The only I've noticed two glitches. One was just when I shoot people from arrows with stealth, they occasionally just fall over like a, someone tipped over a statue. And, that's just um, a physics engine thing, though. And um, then, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure that's a glitch. And then I've noticed, as I've been wandering through the world, I've noticed some animals, wildlife, getting stuck on rocks. But th- that's really about it. I really have, and um, I really hope they actually don't fix the whole giant thing knocking people fifty feet into the air because I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> I actually want them to leave that in. Ah, <laughs> uh, but on the whole, I haven't encountered too many bugs. Anna, have you been playing any other games? Mm, yeah, I've been playing Shining the Holy Ark. But I'm not going to get into it because we're going to have a backtrack about it in a couple days. And you haven't played much of it either. Mm, ten hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> she's The Saturn, you know, is so good at keeping your save games. She's been keeping the Saturn <laughs> plugged in all the time and running. <laughs> yeah. I wish my Saturn still worked uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, mine actually <laughs> works great. It's just the battery's dead. Yeah. And I have, like, I always forget to replace it. Um, it, it's not that the, it's not that it's not that I don't like the Saturn. It's the fact that most of the games that I actually really liked on it, I actually now have in another form. I mean, okay, admittedly, quite a few of them are, Jap- are Japan only, but still, like uh, Japan did a um, a PS2 remake of uh, both Knights, the original Knights into Dreams, which I've mentioned on this before, and also uh, the first virtual on game also has a PS2 port. But well, if, only you really, if you really need knights currently, you could just get the Wii one. 
Yeah, but the Saturn one's so much better. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's too bad. As in, it doesn't suck. Oh. I didn't realize the Wii one was that bad. I thought people just got tired of the original Knight's formula. Nah, the, the original. I think, my personal opinion, the original is better. Got it. Hmm. All right. Um, Quick question. Did, yeah. is, is it a known fact that the Mass Effect 3 collection has like a, an exclusive character? I didn't think mission? that was... I didn't know, but that's kind of news to me. That, that, that's pretty much all Bioware games now. No, I, mean, I know they usually include an extra character as a part of like the online pass, but... The way I just watched that Mass Effect uh, collector's edition video, and it sounded they made it sound like the exclusive characters exclusive to the collector's edition. Uh, they always do a thing where they have something exclusive to the collector's edition, and it's day one DLC for everyone else. So just trying to position it in that. Well, anyway, it's, it's an interesting video that makes all the scenes. Well, let's tell people what it is. Uh, they're showing well, off. You get a dog, an artificial dog, in the if, in the collector's version of the game. And you get a 70-page art book, which I think we already knew, fancy metal case, a digital soundtrack, Fabric N7 patch, an avatar prop for Xbox Live if you get the 360 one, and a special hoodie for Commander Shepard, which is kind of silly. Um, you can see it in the video if you want to watch the video real fast. It actually looks pretty cool. The, the and, stuff they yeah, I like that. That's all the stuff they could view as not important. The important in-game stuff is extra firepower, a classified bonus character, and a downloadable mission, which means a bonus character is either a spoiler to reveal or they'll reveal it closer to the release. The so game. is that character actually only in the... I want, that's what I want to know, because if I missed out on an entire awesome character... Because I didn't buy the collection, I'd be kind of upset. That's what it sounds well, like, the, Manny. The, the, well, like I said, they've done this for Dragon Age, ME2, and Dragon Age 2, where they'll do something exclusive for the, the collector's edition well, that you get, and then it's day one DLC. Yeah, that's true. They'll do it to where it's day one, it'll be massively overpriced day one DLC. <laughs> like, um, oh, oh, so you're saying I actually have to pay for it, though? Well, like yeah. um, what they like what what they did for uh, Dragon Age, for example, with that uh, Warden's Keep DLC, they did it where it was it was free if you got the digital deluxe edition, and then it was like twenty dollars for day one oh, but, DLC. Okay, initially. that's different. That's just like some mission. I was talking about like a character actually you interact with. Shale, Shale in, in Dragon Age was day one DLC yeah, that was free was with the collectors. It it was. Yeah, that was oh, that was, was, a... was their online pass. Oh, he was part of that. Okay. It's the same concept, though. They do that. They well, it wasn't an online pass. Last... That game has no online, but yeah. <laughs> they've done that for the last three games they've released. Dragon Age no, 1 and 2 and ME2. Sound... Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Is this going to be part of their online pass in quotes? That's what I just call any of According that. According uh, to the story stuff. you linked, it sounds like it's part of the collector's edition, so we can't say for sure. Okay, because if it's an extra 10 bucks, I would never pay for it. I just would never buy it, period. That's what, that's what it comes. It sounds like it's either you'll get it free with the collectors, or you might have to pay for it. Here, yeah, let me check. Let me it. check Origin. See if it has something on the. Uh, I know because you're, you're going to wait, like right? Shale thing where you just bought the game new and you were guaranteed Shale. Have you played Mass Effect Two, Manny? Yeah, I beat it a long okay. time ago. Did, I thought you were waiting for like a Game of the Year edition for that or something. Oh, there's never going to be one for that game. Oh, okay. At this point, come on. Yeah, they like, should have one by now, shouldn't here. they? It's been out for almost two years. I've been waiting for like a DLC package for that, and there's no. At this point, you just gotta buy it. Just Ooh. buy the best one. I always buy Bioware and 
DLC as it comes out. So it's yeah. when it comes out to this first, if you have to only get one, it, there's no question of which one you should get. Really? Layer of the Super Broker. Okay. Okay. It's not even a know. debate among anyone who's played that game. Yeah. Okay. That is true. I will do that. Lissara or whatever, right? I'll be honest. I wish I could have got Kasumi, but I wouldn't have paid. I don't think she's worth the money. Okay. It would have been cool if it was like on the disc as a part of the package, but. Did anyone play anything we didn't talk about that we need to talk about? I suppose we could rant on about how more awesome Skyrim is if you want to do that. <laughs> Skyrim stories. We could talk more about Torchlight Minutia. No, let's. I think we've we've done Torchlight. It probably will appear on the Mac App Store. Yes, it probably will. Please, can we have not know more about Torchlight, please? Did you know that in Torchlight too? There's. <laughs> oh, just make it stop. <laughs> Make it stop. Make it stop. Oh. We must do it now to annoy Quinn. You know what's going on in my Skyrim playthrough? I My character has arrows that are permanently stuck in him. I can't get rid of them. Really? He's They're got one going through his neck. They're supposed to disappear like after three seconds. No, nope, he's not disappearing. He's gone to bed and wakes up. There's still arrows in his neck. <laughs> that, that's a funny glitch. I don't know how to it's get rid of battle them. damage, Chris. It's a feature. <laughs> it's like have, the rest have, of his have, life. Have you tried like uh, changing armor and see if that gets rid of him? Yeah, I didn't do it. Um, I should check now that I did a werewolf shift. See if that did it. That's a good idea. Spoilers. We already spoiled it earlier. <laughs> I actually muted it. Guys are talking. Oh, okay. I went ahead and ruined it. <laughs> anyway, I tried. Actually, to dance I'm just happy it. they put it back in. Because it was one of the things I was sad, wasn't it? But then I guess I guess it wouldn't fit in Central Tamriel. Did you play like, like Morrowind and stuff? Yeah, Did it was, but but it was also but it was in the expansion in the snowy uh, northern parts of Morrowind. Yeah, on that island. Okay. So I guess it wouldn't make sense in Central, but they kind of spoil it in the loading screens too. If you're playing, that's all good. No, no, no. I mean, honestly, I think that's cool. I think it would have been funny if it was like a super secret, and then one day you just get bit. And you're like, you wake up in the next one. And you're that would have been amazing. Yeah, it would have. Well, the, uh, actually, well, the way they for, reveal is really cool, and I won't do that. So, um, the, 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 that, the, the, so. there's actually two different ways to get it, though. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, there is um, there's the one there's the way we did it, Chris, yes. in uh, the companions quest. Be vague. Line. Don't spoil too much for people. And um, but there's another one in um, if you go the opposite road and don't go to right run. If you go back to Helgen and go follow the road past Helgen to uh, Fall Creek, yeah, there is a guy that got imprisoned for being a werewolf in the jail. And if you follow his quest line, you can become it that way too. I asked him to be vague. He wasn't very vague, was he, guys? That wasn't. That didn't sound very vague to me. Okay. So. Well, just, everyone knows about it, and if anyone wants to look it up, they can. All but right. there's another quest line in Fall Creek that you can follow that one too. To get it. Oh, this is funny. Yeah. Uh, you got a direct Twitter response from someone at Runic. Oh, no. I don't want one. They said, Torchlight, De- this is what you said, Torchlight Delay is kind of sad, and it and it's justifying it by saying that we want to be as good as any $6 game, but they're a $20 budget title, dot, dot, dot. And then your response, Chris, is, I mean, the response to you, Chris, is what? A low price doesn't mean budget quality. There are plenty of $60 games out there that should be $20. <laughs> you know, I'm not... And I think I, your $20 game should be $60. 
will be my simple response. How do I make that more clear? <laughs> for for the collector's edition for um, Mass Effect 3 on Origin, it doesn't even mention the uh, character. It just says the Arsenal pack, the dog, and um, squad, alt, squad mate alternate outfit pack. This dog looks interesting, though. They show a little in the video. You can see a quick clip of him walking around. So it doesn't even mention the exclusive thing. It it hey, it, it might not actually even be exclusive to the collector's edition. Uh, are we just are we just killing time now? Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's time to wrap up. Um, but no, I like this. We had a more casual discussion of games at the end. I like doing it. Can we argue time. about stuff now? I mean, oh. that's what gets us clicks, right? Yeah, what do we need to argue about? Didn't we argue enough? Oh my gosh. <laughs> the argue was at the end. I think Final Fantasy VII is not a very good game. No, it's not. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> number of games, games that are better. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, quite six a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there goes six, my argument. And six, yeah. six and nine are better. There's a number of other ones Ten, as well. Yeah. Hmm. Should we um, just stop talking now? I think I think we may. Have, I think yeah, we've just I think we, you know, I think, beaten the horse into a fine powder. Yeah, we're jumping the shark. Let's uh, let's let's. Well, roll the, the, there there is a there is a perk in Skyrim that if you shoot someone with lightning, it will dissolve them. Ooh. Or disintegrate. Wait, what does them. that have to do with um, talking too much? Well, we just said we beat the horse into a powder. So I thought I'd point that out. You actually can, can you do that to a horse? Into a powder. It's can you zap the Probably. horse into a powder? All right. Probably. We We're all going to go get skills in Skyrim and zap horses in the powder. I will say this is one last thing, though, before we go, Chris. Yeah. If they raise the price of Torchlight 2 to $60 because of you, I'll stand yeah. <laughs> They're not going to do it. I. That's just my thing. I want them to be a full-on AAA, super-duper polish game, you know, but whatever. I'm alone on Anyways. that. I, I accept that. I accept that. Uh, Woody, clever closing comment. Oh, um, no, I don't have one. Oh, how about give us feedback? Podcast at rpgamer.com, 608 oh, um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Didn't you have to do a big spiel about, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, random encounters? Yes. I would like to do some random encounters, so please send them in next week. And send them to podcast at rpgamer.com or our Twitter account, twitter.com slash rpgamer. People know what random encounters Yes, are. they do. They're little questions that we talk about for... we got a lot of new people who have started, right. started listening who haven't they're, they're been They're little around. questions that we talk about for like four minutes or so. And um, at the end, we play a, a victory theme to denounce the fact that it's time to stop talking about this topic and move on. I want those in. You've got two weeks to send them in because there won't be a show next week because it's Thanksgiving. And I won't be able to record a show where I'll be. So um, you got two weeks to send those in. Send them in to podcast.rpgamer.com. Along with your regular feedback, we read your letters on the air, and I love to do it. I want more of them. Uh, you've been sending them in. It's been fantastic. Keep it coming. 608-729-4098 if you'd like to leave a voicemail. Last week, Draconis congratulated us on our first Shmup, Shmupcast episode on our voicemail. I liked that. Um, I didn't play it here, but uh, I thought that was funny because we talked about Shmups a lot last week. This week, it'll be... Uh, platformers because we talked about mario i guess and uh and a philosophy of land gaming um <laughs> you can also um leave a message on our message boards board at board.rpgamer.com and that doesn't mean you're bored with rpgamer that means b-o-a-r-d it's the message board at rpgamer.com leave it there and we will catch you in two weeks Anything people need to know going into this Thanksgiving, um, excuse me, as Anna says, this American Thanksgiving weekend. Wait. Oh, so wait. So we're not having the podcast next week? We are not.
Okay. Why? Because you know, like, Chris will be having diarrhea for two days from eating too much turkey. Yeah. What? No. Why? Why, Quinn? Why does that make you sad? I didn't. Ma- what? No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. It's just a. Uh, oh, you, yeah. You I've, got sounded... Sat- I've got a oh. free Saturday now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I won't keep you up too well, late or whatever. Late, Chris. It's only eight. It's only eight p.m. This is not late. Oh, uh, you should be in bed. What are you talking about? We no, he needs to like go eat dinner, Chris. Oh, that's right. He has to need to go eat dinner. Yes, yes, yes. We stay up to like four in the morning on well, average. Well, I'm I'm not going to contribute to that next weekend. We are both insomniacs. Yes, you're crazy. <laughs> I was only up until like five in the morning. Manny, have any tips for our listeners? Um, buy all your games on Amazon. Don't wait in line <laughs> at Best Buy. Uh, except Skyward Sword, which is coming out tomorrow, by the way. Um, and you want to buy that at GameStop so you can get it tomorrow. If you buy it on Amazon like no, I was going to do, you'd have I'm to wait sorry. till Wednesday. I should have been more clear. I meant don't on Black Friday, don't stand in line in front of Best Buy for six hours. Oh, Just buy everything on Amazon. Yes, Black Friday is best online. But Anna's down here for the first time in, during for the States for a Black Friday, and she wa- kind of wants to go shopping at 5 in the morning. I don't know why. She's oh, kind of crazy. Anna, it's going to be it's, – it's, everyone thinks it's a good idea until you're actually out in the cold at 4 in the morning waiting in line, and you have to – you know, people die every Black Friday in the United States. They get trampled <laughs> to death. I am not joking. Anna, you're going to die if you go shopping. Don't do it. <laughs> people wait, actually wait, wait, die on Black Friday because people run. They shove. They push. They snatch things out that of each other's That is very rare. It's as often oh, as people we, dying from 24-hour gaming marathons in Korea. It's about how often it happens. Just just well, put it in perspective. Uh, how come it happens every Thanksgiving in the United States? And someone dies from gaming too much every year. And, and, and Manny, what about that one year where that one person got shot in a Walmart? <laughs> Over yep, a PS3, right? If you go to Walmart, you're going to get shot, Anna. Is that what you want? <laughs> you're gonna I'm get not shot. going shopping on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we just won't go to Walmart. <laughs> You're in the American Midwest. Walmart it's okay. Are scary. No, you're in the Midwest. The stuff doesn't happen in the Midwest. American Walmart's are still scary. Yeah, they are kind of scary. Although, if you're <laughs> for interstate, something in the that is. It doesn't happen something... in California. I'll tell you that. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure. Because you guys are too busy shooting each other on the street corners normally. Is that why? <laughs> no, no, we're too busy getting shot by the cops in Oakland. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Occupy Oakland. Occupy Woo! Oakland. We're going to occupy Skyrim is what we're going to do. So, um, I guess... It'd be so funny. Occupy Skyrim. <laughs> Rub circle. Well, actually, since um, if you're going for gangsters, since Skyrim has a Nordic theme, then that means that Skyrim is Aryan Brotherhood friendly. Oh, we should be <laughs> occupying Diablo 3 when it comes out in, in organizing uh, protests for land support, right? Four players at a time. <laughs> okay. Occupy Diablo 3. We're totally processing your game by buying it and then sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, the Occupy stuff is such a interesting thing. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay, let's... <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Uh, let's go prepare for Black so Friday, So just I end guess. it. Yeah, we're ending. Thanks, everyone. Oh, we, we'll see you next we week. In. What? Okay. There, there is one final thing we could point out. That um, um, IGN has a big interview with a... Um, Legendary RPG creator, Super Douche, Ken Rolston. Who made... Um, Morrowind and Oblivion. Okay. And is working on Amalur. Frankly, I'm more interested in listening to the podcast with Robert Boyd on it. Even if it is Cat Bailey. He's not a Super Douche. He's just eccentric and weird. No, he's awesome. <laughs> no, not Boyd. I'm talking about the... Uh... Rolston. Oh. If you're going to yeah. plug a podcast, Anna, you have to tell people where it is. No. 
<laughs> so apparently somewhere out there there is a Robert Boyd podcast. I don't know where. Oh, and he talks about how amazing Chick-fil-A is. Does he? Uh, he I'm going to guess since Cat Bailey's on it, it's on 1UP. So go look there. No, Uh-oh. she doesn't work for 1UP anymore. She oh. works for GamePro. So maybe it's on GamePro. No? All right, we got to get Robert, Robert Boyd. Boyd <laughs> we'll just get Robert Boyd on our show again. He's done it before. We'll get him on again. That's what we'll do. I've had him on several times. Exactly. So <laughs> forget all that. Just listen to him. Here. Yeah, Cap Bailey. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh. We got him first. I'm eating lunch and going to play in Skyrim. <laughs> Goodbye, yes, everybody. The show. And we tried to end the show for like the last 20 minutes. And now it ends. <laughs> Goodbye.